Hello and welcome to Dusk Dawn, episode two this time. Yeah, we got past the pilot. Uh, I am your host, mm. Kareth Wins, along with my other host, Drafter Demon. You can call me Josh, by the way, if you want to. I don't know what we should actually refer to ourselves as on this, you know, podcast. Yeah, you know, digital aliases are a weird thing, you know. It's, it's... It is, yeah, but you you could you could call me Alex, and it would be a name I would respond to. But you can also call me Drafter Demon. It'll be a name I respond to, or Drafter, mostly anything. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time for a review of the rares and mythics of Streets of New Capenna. I I'm not ready for it, but 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 care if you may say care if in draft don't don't the rares and mythics not affect the limited format very much because there's only one out of the fifteen cards in the pack that is a rare or mythic. Yeah, I mean I've already lost to rabble rousing by the time this podcast is gonna come out. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you're absolutely correct there yet, but. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no no it's a, even the. Uh, I think the rare and mythic review is just kind of a fun thing to do, right? You get to look at all the cool rares and mythics, and instead of immediately looking at them through a commander lens, like, they end up getting looked through most of the time. You get to look through them at a limited lens and call cards that people are excited for for their commander decks bad. Yeah, it's going to be great. Bootlegger Stash is going to yeah. get at the bottom of our list. I don't think I'm doing a list Fucking for this owned. one. Because... When you're realistically looking at 15 cards in a pack, you're only going to be looking at one rare, and on the very, very rare, no pun intended, occasion that you open a foil rare, then, I don't know, use your best instinct, take the card that you want. Now, alright, here's what I would propose, uh, Karif. Um, I would propose we organize the rares and mystics into three categories. Better than all the commons and uncommons, somewhere in between, or just don't put it in your deck. Sure, we could call those A, B, and C. Yeah, yeah, A, yeah. A slot is the good slot, B is the mid slot, and C is really don't put this card in your deck. Yeah, J- just a general, like... So, so basically, if you open a mid card, now you're going to actually have to make hard decisions. But if you open a good card, take it if it's in your colors. And if you open a bad card, don't take it. Don't do it. It's bad. And we'll tell you <laughs> on what kind of scale these cards are. Obviously, yeah. since this is probably the fourth limited podcast that anybody's listening to, <laughs> it'll be fairly understanded that y'all know what to do. Mm. Uh, if a card if a card is around the same power level as an uncommon we'll let you guys figure that one out i think yeah yeah we're not trying to fully tell you how to live your life just a little bit absolutely i'm more trying to tell drafter that i am trying to live my own life with my shitty cards i lost a patch up today too important side note <laughs> Drafter and I, by the time this podcast has come out, have played three drafts of the format. Uh, For the commons and uncommons, that wasn't true. But Drafter's been jamming some arena. I have been jamming some moto. Moto experience is new to me. That's a topic for another day. But 
we have a little bit, just a wee bit of information on the format and some first yeah. takes that will probably work themselves into the actual review. So, yo. But yeah, just just a little bit of experience. But you know, it, 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 like a couple of cards, I'll probably give like better or worse reactions to you just from having played with slash against them. You know. Yes, absolutely. Uh, rabble rousing. Okay, we'll get to rabble rousing. I <laughs> lost to it. Gareth. It was very very Gareth. frustrating. Sounds <laughs> sounds traumatic, Gareth. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're going to start with white. We're not going to do multicolored first. We're cool like that. Yeah, multicolored is lame. Everyone knows the monocolored cards are better. It's very, very true. And so our first card is going to be Depopulate. And this card is two white white for a sorcery. It's a rare, not a mythic. Each player who controls a multicolored creature draws a card, then destroy all creatures. So... Wraths in Limited are in a weird spot, right? You, you got the dream of, like, you manage to, like, make your opponent overcommit to the board and you win the game by playing the Wrath, um, right? Yes. And yes. four mana Wraths are the types of Wraths that are good for that, because sometimes the fives and the sixes come down a little late, um, especially if they're just, like, hard Wraths, you know? Um, but this is, uh, this is a four mana Wrath, um, so it, it's pretty interesting. I tend to agree. Jim Davis called this card overrated. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the card is good. There will be situations where you won't be able to tell when somebody is going to cast this. But on the other hand, yep. when they don't know... or wait, wait, wait a minute. When you don't know... <laughs> wait a minute. Okay, one second. <laughs> <laughs> either either you don't know or they don't know Wh whoever if, if you catch somebody off guard with this you will win the game once they know yep. about it you're probably they're probably gonna play around it yeah uh, best of one arena lol that's not gonna happen yeah, get but in the case where you're playing in paper just know that they're gonna play around it yeah playing around it is a thing that you will or that your opponent will do i have already yep. done it in fact I would also posit, and this is just a general note on board wipes, because I feel like this happens to some people sometimes, is don't put board wipes in your aggro decks. Don't do, like, uh, board <laughs> wipes are strong, but they're good in decks that can win after stabilizing a board. Your aggro deck cannot win after you stabilize the board. You're just going <laughs> to play your dorky two and three drops, you're going to top deck one five drop, and then you lose. Um, so, like, don't be putting this in your citizens deck or your like blue light aggro deck. Put it in your like bant can like your bant like value pile or your like esper value pile. You know. Absolutely, I'm still gonna make fun of you for not using the names. Uh, it's uh, brokers and obscura, good sir. Uh, names were too obscure for me to remember. <laughs> I mean, the other thing is that it's it's hard to stockpile cards. I'm just always gonna be afraid of this card. Uh. The fear oh, yeah. that I've put into Depopulate, even recently, <laughs> has has stopped me from playing creatures. So <laughs> I think what the general rule of thumb is, is that once you're kind of winning on board, 
don't have the fear in your eyes. Just go for it, right? For the most part, within reason. I mean, my my, my motto is don't play around rares and mythics unless you have a damn good reason to. That's 100% true. But I, I'll be a scared coward for now. Very cool. On that note, uh, we'll move on to the next card. <laughs> we've got uh, we've got Elspeth Resplendent. She she's back in more resplendent than ever. She's got curly hair. This is very That's important. True. Trust me. That's true. I mean, I mean, you know, it, it takes a lot of work to like curl hair. You know, you gotta use your like curling iron. You know. Did they even have those? Yeah, that's that's commitment. I have no clue. I know they just used a halo powered. Uh, she stopped at Kaladesh to get get you know a little hairstyling done. You know. Sure. Anyways. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's a three white white for a five loyalty legendary Elspeth Planeswalker. She's got a plus one. You choose up to one target creature. You put a plus one plus one counter in a counter from among flying first strike lifelink or vigilance on it. <laughs> For a minus three, you get to look at the top seven cards of your library. You may put a permanent with mana value three or less from among them onto the battlefield with a shield counter on it. And then put the rest on the bottom in a random order. And then for minus seven, you can make five three three angel tokens with flying. Man, I've never had to do a set review for like Planeswalkers. It's good. It, I think the biggest problem, well, I, I guess it's not a problem, but the plus one isn't the thing that's protecting Elspeth here, and no. there, there is the small chance that you whiff on the minus three, so if you go Elspeth into an op open board, and with you have no creatures on the battlefield, you minus three, you see like three cleanup crews or whatever and three lands <laughs> that's like a nightmare. i wish i had three cleanup crews yeah but they're all going to the bottom of the library in this hypothetical that's scenario true. right <laughs> I, I feel like it's unlikely you if like she gets permanent cards which i don't think is like like you're mostly hitting creatures but like you could hit like a hold for ransom or something with her too mm-hmm and yeah, hold for ransom with a shield counter on it. That's pretty good. Elspeth, strangely, will not bring you back if you have no creatures on board. But if you yeah. have one or two, I still think this card is very good. I'd, I'd still pick it highly, obviously. Yeah. Like, the, the flexibility between flying lifelink, like, access to evasion or just racing for days, like, that's very strong. Like, she's not, like completely like turn the tides of a game that's already like horrifically unfavored but she'll definitely break a parody and can bring you back from some tough spots that's true 100 percent true yeah this goes I, uh, in the a column for me yeah yeah I, i'd put her in the a column as well okay next we've got extraction specialist for two and a white a creature human rogue it's got lifelink it's a three two and when extraction specialist enters the battlefield Return target creature card with mana value 2 or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. That creature can't attack or block for as long as you control Extraction Specialist. So, the thing that makes this card pretty good is that a 3 mana, 3-2 lifelink is just a pretty fine card. 
surprisingly, I've actually had a lot of success with bringing mana value two creatures already with this thing. If you have a what's the what's the card already? Jesus, I should know the name of commons <laughs> in this set. The one that's just the creature that puts a plus one plus one counter on something else. The, the backup agent? Yeah, the backup agent. And then we've got Broker's Veteran. Anything that you bring back has will actually affect the board, because one and two drops are usually pretty good. Yep. Uh, and she's pretty good if you also have, like, some way to use the two drops, like, effectively. Like, if you've got casualty stuff and can, like, kill them off, like, before she frees them, you know, that's pretty good. Drafter just literally used a creature to crew a vehicle, the rare vehicle that we'll talk about yeah. later, that returns the creature to your hand. Like I- it was pretty sick. Yeah, yeah. Shout outs to Getaway Car Synergy with Extraction Specialist. That's 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 some that's some value town uh, yeah. dreams for you. But yeah, <laughs> what seventeen lands won't tell you. That's true. It's about the double rare synergy that you'll get once in the format. That's hundred percent true. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think think this card is probably better than the commons and uncommons. Like three mana, three two life link is a good baseline, and then if you bring back a two drop, you're kind of doing it. I'd be taking this ninety percent of the time over pretty much anything else. I think. Yeah, it's, good, it's good just stuff. a good value creature. All right, uh, what do we card. got next? Ooh, it's Giada, the Font of Hope. One and a white for a 2-2 legendary creature angel with flying and vigilance. Mm. Each other angel you control enters the battlefield with additional plus one plus one counter on it for each angel you control. And she can tap to add a white, but you can only spend that mana on angels. <laughs> two mana, 2-2 two, two with flying vigilance. A wears counters pretty well. B is already kind of nutso, right? Yeah. And then the best white common in the set, Inspiring Overseer, just happens to be an angel, um, which oh. doesn't hurt. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's a really good play on curve, it turns out, and it's even okay later. Yeah. So the card's great normally, and then it just, like, the dream of going Giada into an Inspiring Overseer is just so, like, three mana, three two flyer that draws you a card, gains you a life. Now, <laughs> now that, that's pretty insane. And then you play your second Inspiring Overseer, and that one's a 4-3. Ooh, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how many Inspiring Overseers are you going to get? Right, this isn't like Imperial. taking all of them, I see. Take, taking every single one I see, Kara. Even, even like, years into the format, <laughs> people still aren't going to be picking up Imperial Oath. Everybody knows Inspiring Overseer is good. But, you know, That's like... That's true, it's true. Yeah, since the baseline is great, go for it if you really want to. It's It's good. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I think, like, the angels fall off pretty hard after Inspiring Overseer. Like, there's a Mythic Angel that's probably good, um, but, like, Lamau. Uh, and then there's the stupid Citizen Angel, but I'm not particularly excited about that. But, I might be more yeah, interested really... in that. I haven't tried it yet, but I might be more interested in that now, but, nah. Not with this. Maybe this. Yeah, yeah, not with this, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, but good card. Two mana, two two flying vigilance is pretty nuts. Uh, you should take it. Oh, the fixer in Esper, Obscura, is also an. Angel. Oh, that is an angel. You're right. The Esper fixer is an angel. Yeah, so that that that's real. In fact, the mana tapping ability on this one's more relevant for that. Oh yeah. Wait. Also, the two of the blue white uncommons are angels. 
Oh. <laughs> or Celestial Regulator and Metropolis Angel are angels. I think Metropolis so. Angel is probably more important because it's a four drop. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, you can ramp it out with a counter on it. You you can do this, is basically what we're saying. In, like, yeah, you, she's going to be at her best in blue-white, but, like, if you're playing white, she's good. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you, there will be some games where you draw her with two other angels, and it's insane. Okie dokie, next card. We got, uh, ooh, yeah, the Drugs Fountain. Yes! This is <laughs> drugs? Right, yeah. I get to talk about the Drugs Fountain. We got Halo Fountain for two and a white. It's an artifact. It's a mythic. Okay. Strap in, folks. (laughs) A single white mana. You tap the Halo Fountain. You untap a tapped creature you control. You create a 1-1 green and white citizen creature token. For double Mm. white, so white white, you tap it. You untap two tapped creatures you control. You draw a card. And then... For white, 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 so five total whites, tap, untapped 15 tapped creatures <laughs> you control, you win the game. So yeah, the, the last ability is funny flavor text. We're going to pretend that doesn't <laughs> exist for all intents and purposes. Um, I don't actually uh, think this is, like, that great... You need to be getting in already, because the citizen creature token, while good, you're getting it on turn four, and you need to have attacked with something already, right? And the double white is not the hardest thing in the world to achieve, even in a three-color set, but sometimes you're just not going to be able to get in attacks, and this will be rough, right? Yeah. I I don't think this card is amazing. I I think it's okay i think i'd play it in like you don't really want it in your aggro deck because it's really slow yeah i genuinely don't see a white creature here that has a tap effect by the way so there's no fun uh giada we just we just passed one Karif. yeah i suppose oh, 15 <laughs> but 17 lands won't tell you yes yeah <laughs> but <laughs> Other, other than that, I think this is a grindy card that doesn't... I, I, I don't think it adds too much to any, like, white deck. It's alright. Yeah. But at, at the like, like, ceiling, it's, like, a world's jankiest Phyrexian arena. <laughs> yeah, I don't like this card very much. I think they're... I, I don't think you should never put it in your deck, though. I think there'll be decks where it's, like... Okay. Sure. This does get better a little bit with flyers. Yeah. So like, like I think you can find a deck where like you like get in with the flyer and then make a token as a chump blocker and your opponent can't effectively race you because you have a bunch of chump blockers. That is genuinely good, but I mean rabble rousing also exists, and I think I'd rather have this and that, right. that that than this. Yeah, yeah, but 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 would you? But would, it's, that's comparing a rare to a rare. I'd I'd also rather have. It's comparing a this. rare to a mythic rare. That's yeah, yeah. kind of where I am. Right, well, I know. It, it's pretty mid, um, yeah. and I think it's on like the lower end of mid as well. Like I think this doesn't end up in your deck more than it ends up in your deck. <laughs> so, uh, what do we got next? Ooh, baby, we got the mystery limousine. Mm. 
three white white for a four for artifact vehicle when it enters the battlefield or attacks you can exile up to one target creature until it leaves the battlefield if a creature is put into exile this way return each other card exiled with mystery limousine to the battlefield under its owner's control with crew two hmm this card's probably pretty good so if you think about it like the world's strangest banisher priest <laughs> that's pretty value i think right in the case where your opponent doesn't have something to do or you think you can grind them out with ex expert limousine value then it gets better i i think this card's good i don't know how much time how many times you're gonna do banisher priest versus uh soul herder i'm gonna guess that you probably banish your priest more times than than you probably guess but overall i think that being a mode of the card makes it a lot better than just like a five mana four four I feel like a 5-mana 4-4 four, four can't attack very effectively, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I think this card ends up being Banisher Priest even more than you think it does. In fact, I think it ends up being, like, Journey to Nowhere more often than not. Okay, that can just block, I guess, sometimes? Yeah, but, like, not super well, because you still need a 2-powered creature to crew it. Mm-hmm. I don't think this card's a maze. I think this card is, like, a smidgen better than 5-mana removal, but, like, not that much. Yeah, you're probably right. If if this card is mostly removal, then I don't know how much I'm into it, as much as other things in the set. Like, I think it's probably better than... White has, like, a 5-mana kill spell, right? I feel like White has Fire a 5-mana kill spell. Yeah, yeah, I feel like this card's, like, better than Buy Your Silence, but not by much. Yeah, that's that's totally fine to put it kind of there. Slots into the B column pretty well then, I think. Yeah. I, I don't even know, though. The problem is, is, like, even if I want to use it as Soul Herder, it needs to live combat, and I just don't feel good about my 5-mana 4-4 four, four vehicle living combat. Yeah... This doesn't have any forms of evasion. People have kind of noted that, with the exception of Dragonfly Suit, the good vehicles fly. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not feeling very excited about this. It's not sure. looking great. I'll, I'll I'll keep it around a beat, though. It, five mana removal does seem to be a thing that you can have, like, one to two of in the set. That, that's the thing, right? It does baseline as five mana removal, so it doesn't have that low of a floor. Mm-hmm. So, oh man, Karif, you get to talk oh. about your favorite card. Oh god, it's Rabble Rousing for four to white. Ooh. We got to jam it at rare. It's got Hideaway five, and Hideaway is only on a cycle of cards, but it is on a cycle of cards. So we'll explain it now, and then this is what each one of those cards does. So when th mm. this enchantment, which it's always on enchantments in this set, enters the battlefield, look at the top five cards of your library, exile one of them face down, then put the rest on the bottom in a random order. So, the effect of this card is whenever you attack with one or more creatures, create that many 1-1 green and white citizen creature tokens. Then, if you control 10 or more creatures, you may play the exiled card without paying its mana cost. 
Yeah, this guard does seem pretty gross. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit like Elspeth, right? Where, yeah, sure, if you've got no creatures on board, blah. But it breaks it, it breaks board stalls surprisingly well, and th- you get a lot of creatures from this. Even if you don't put yep. something under the hideaway that is that great, it still also has the ability to be card advantage. And so, yep. yeah, this card is... This card's kind of cracked, honestly. If you want Ooh. to be attacking, it's crazy. Also, it doubles the amount of citizens once you do it. It's basically like that uh, Liliana emblem, essentially. Well, I'm going to assume some of your creatures are going to die in combat. Especially, like, once you start sending in true citizens. But mm-hmm. the thing is, you never go down on creatures with this card. Yeah, that's 100% correct, and it just overruns the game really quickly. I've already seen it in action yeah. once, as I've stated many times before, yep. and it was really good there. They actually cast oh. another hideaway card off of this. They were already winning, but yeah. That's, <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> I mean, the dream rate is that you play this with five creatures in play, immediately swing, trigger the hideaway, because now you have ten creatures. Also, with Alliance, this is pretty cracked as well, and Alliance decks tend to be pretty aggressive and have stuff on the battlefield. Right, already, you're going to so. trigger Alliance like 80 times when you attack, <laughs> right? Yeah, that, that is pretty crazy. gross. Yeah. I hadn't even considered that. That is a real upside, yeah. Yeah, card team's pretty cracked. Um, I, I even think I might be like more excited about this than Elspeth. Like. Probably. It's also pretty splashable is the other thing. Yeah, unlike Elspeth with the double pips. Yeah, this yeah. card seems pretty gross. Okay, yeah, it's going in the A column. Alright, oh, what do we got next? Uh, ooh, we got the, the Sanctuary Warden. Mm. Four white white for a 5-5 five, five angel soldier with flying. Oh, man. It enters the battlefield with not one, but two shield counters on it. Ooh. And when it enters the battlefield or attacks, you may remove a counter from a creature or planeswalker you control. If you do, draw a card and create a 1-1 green and white citizen creature token. Wow. This, yeah, this is something you really want to open, probably. Yeah, seems gross. I mean, so the baseline on it is you either get a 6-mana 5-5 flyer with double shield, or a 5-5 flyer with one shield, and you get a card in a 1-1, or if you just happen to have anything with a counter sitting around, you get the double shielded flyer and the card in the flyer. The counters matter deck, by the way, is something that I'm really into in this format, and this lets it pop off. (laughs) Not that, you know, you're going to be able to get this a lot of the time, but imagine you have like a Rafines informant right and it's just chilling there being a 3-2 getting stonewalled by literally everything well now you get to draw a card for your efforts this is this is nuts this is good everything that makes tokens in this set also happens to be good because alliance is good there we go yeah this card is thick in basically any white deck um take it play it it's good (laughs) there we go man i just like saying it's good because look at that we're already through white this is great (laughs) so fast (laughs) (laughs) i mean we've got a lot of multicolored cards to talk about and there's more text on these but man i love what is speed read reviews (laughs) we've got all seeing arbiter uh it's uh four blue blue for mythic creature avatar and it's flying 
Whenever All-Seeing Arbiter enters the battlefield or attacks, draw two cards, then discard a card. And it says, whenever you discard a card, target creature and opponent controls gets minus X minus zero until your next turn, where X is the number of different mana values among cards in your graveyard. So you get value when it first enters the battlefield, and then they gotta kill it, or you keep being up huge card advantage, right? Yeah. It's also pretty good at stabilizing you. Or, yep. It is pretty good at stabilizing you, especially if you draw it even later than turn six. Yeah. I mean, this, this no, card I... seems pretty good. The only thing that I am sad about is that it dies, but I mean, while it was here, it was pretty good. Um, I mean, so if you're looking for things that you want to play with this card, even though it's already pretty good, you want to be doing connive. That's basically the synergy here with the discard a card yeah and i mean yeah getting extra minus x minus zeros won't like kill things but they will basically never attack with this thing on the battlefield or never be yeah. able to so yeah the, the card's pretty insane just as is and then sometimes you actually have synergy with it and then it's even more insane so yeah put it in your blue deck and if you happen to discard some additional cards your opponent will get additionally destroyed yes <laughs> um but yeah it's gross pretty pretty gross Let's see Ooh. all right now we were, we're about to cut our losses Kerif. Mm -hmm. it's gonna be four blue blue for a sorcery with casualty two mm -hmm. and it says target player mills half of their library rounded down more like it's gonna add to your losses. <laughs> <laughs> and here we have our first entrant into the please never put this in your deck. I um, genuinely think if you're already board stalling, this might be like, eh, but it's not particularly playable even in that scenario. You basically need to rip it on turn six to get like any amount of cards. And. Once you casualty two, that's three quarters of their library, but that's not like going not to win you the game. Now, I will say that there are board stalls in this format, and sometimes you will get them, but I would not start this start on this card. You you need to know that you're basically like doing this, and milling is always a second a, a second plan in sets that don't have ruin crab. So. So, I think the situation where I take this card is I'm drafting a best of three. I'm in a control deck, and I am late in the pack, and there is just nothing else. And this might be relevant in a, like, control mirror out of the sideboard. Wow, that you made it sound so good there, drafter. I mean... Yeah, yeah, I was really just trying to illuminate all of the myriad situations where you'd want this card <laughs> don't this card's bad <laughs> oh yeah no yeah 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 no this card's awful please don't put it yeah look there may be one situation in the entire format where you're like yeah i want to sideboard this card in against this guy and it'll win you a game also, and if you do yeah. main deck it it might win you a game but it also lost you like three games along the way so it wasn't worth it probably well we don't we don't know that but i i still think there's not enough board wipes like or not board wipes board stalls to really take advantage of 
having your opponent having eight cards left in their library, right? You go up against yeah. the the person playing Riveteers or the Cabaretti, you're crying when when you see yeah. this card in your hand. Yeah. You you want your spells I, to I be I don't know what those are, but types. yeah. But uh, yeah, this card's bad. Again, it the thing with bad cards in current sets is they're never so... Like, they're very rarely so bad that they'll literally never do something. And, like, this may win you a game if you run it, but it's sure, sure. gonna be bad in a lot of games. Yeah, it's... It goes great in my Bruvac, the Grandiloquent Mill deck. Yeah, more like Bruvac, the... Sucks. Un, unoriginal Gotham. Yeah. We're probably cutting that out. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. <laughs> we got... We got... players isn't cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got Aaron Street Artist next. Single blue pit for legendary creature Human Rogue. It's a rare. It's a 0-3 with Flash Defender and Haste. Oh, boy. Bonded <laughs> fetches back, baby. <laughs> All right. For one of a blue and tap, you can copy target spell you controlled that wasn't cast. You may choose new targets for the copy. So you want to do this with casualty. That's the reason it says uh, doesn't say casualty on the card anywhere is actually something that I like, which is making sure that you can do other fun stuff with this. But none of that fun stuff that this card does is going to be relevant in draft. Yeah. How many casualty cards would you have to have before you considered putting Errant in your deck, Karif? I'd want them mostly to be instants, and I think I'd want, like, two a little chats at the very least, and then yeah. maybe some other ones, right? Like, like if I, I had, like, two a little chats, maybe if I had some, like, dig up the bodies. Dig up the body uh, gets a little bit sketchy, because, I mean, you are milling more cards. Yeah, I, I think, like... Again, this is, like, one of those niche things where I think if you have, like, a bunch of, like, little chats and maybe some, like... There's nothing the that creates creatures, right? If you... Okay, in well, the situation where you have Join the Maestros, right? Yeah. You've actually managed to cast Join the Maestros for its casualty cost. I think yep. that's what this card really wants to do in order to get ahead on board. And because I'm, like, spending seven manas to do that, it's true, but you are getting enough value out of the copy in that case, right, to justify the activation. Because one of the small but kind of problematic things that I've had with Casualty is having the creature to sack it uh, and making sure that it happens at the right time, right? And that's why I really yeah. want, like, a little chat or, like, dig up the body or any instant casualty spell with this rather than a, yep. like a sorcery like whatnot. i even don't mind rooftop nuisance i know it's not a uh instant but you do just get another card and if this card's spending two mana to tap it to draw a card that's pretty good sure sure but you you definitely do want enough spells to to make this matter if you're gonna do this yeah so i think i would want like eight casualty spells and then i'd be like this card's okay one of the good things about these types of cards is that they tend to go late in the pack so yeah. if you're gonna want this then you might actually end up seeing it which is kind of nice. yeah 
But like, yeah, it, I, I think it's better than like the, the see sheriff. The, the 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 plan is you take the cut your losses, and then you mill them for until they only have an eighth of their library left. Mm, I mean, and, eight, and then you get mana. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a power play. Um, but this card is, yeah, it's going in the same category as Cut Your Losses, but I think it's a little better. Okay. All right, next card. Oh, uh, what do we got? Uh, ooh, even the score. Gonna be triple blue and X for an instant, but it costs triple blue less to cast if an opponent has drawn four or more cards this <laughs> turn. And then you get to draw X cards. Oh yeah, man. Where's gonna be a yikes for me, Chief? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this probably oh. would have been okay in Strixhaven. I I think that this card has its applications as just a brain geyser sort of effect, right? Because there are control decks in the format theoretically with kill shots and stuff, and. You do maybe want to spend your mana on this. I don't know if you would first pick it, though. That's the no. question for me. Yeah, I, I don't know if I, I would I, first pick it. I think that you should just write off ever getting the, the cost reduction. Yeah, and I think if I'm planning on playing triple blue for a card, I want it to be in a two-color deck. So you also need to not be in a three-color control deck or have insane fixing. Like, mm-hmm. I, I guess by the time I'm trying to cast a triple blue, like, like this card, because I, I want to cast this card. You're not happy casting this card until you're doing it for, like, four, three or four. Like, it's not even good. It's, like, four is the number where it starts getting good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I feel like... Yeah, I, I wouldn't pick this early because the applications for, like, the decks that it could go in are pretty scarce, I think. There's maybe one deck in the format that wants this, and I think it's an obscure deck. Yeah. And even then, you, you need to make sure that you can find the way to tap for three blue. Eh, uh, yeah, no. Yeah. Again, there, there's going to be, like, a niche deck that might want this. Um, I still think it's just going in the C, though. Yeah, this is a C. Okay, we got Ledger Shredder. It's a one in a blue for a creature. It's a bird advisor. It's a rare. It's a 1-3. Mm-hmm. It's got flying. And whenever a player casts their second spell each turn, Ledger Shredder connives. And for those of you that are either new or don't remember, conniving is drawing a card and then discarding a card. If you discard a non-land card, you put a plus one, plus one counter on this creature. This card is good. This card's really good. Yeah. The, the cool thing with these cast their second spell each turn, um, which showed up with Monk of the Open Hand in AFR, is that you can just cast them and then cast a second spell and it'll trigger them. Yeah, and this is low enough in terms of mana value that you're going to be able to cast this, and if you could save it for a little bit, you'll also be able to cast something else as well. Yeah. One drops that have been good and limited recently, so playing this on three with a one drop's not unreasonable. And then if you ever get to free roll your opponent triggering it, because your opponent can trigger it by casting two spells, <laughs> like you just you you've got them. <laughs> yeah, they're they're dead in that case. I don't I don't know what you do. I don't know what you do about a three five. Well, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would be crying if I had to, like, like trigger the ledger shredder on my opponent's side. Like, There's going to be a lot of situations where this card is on the battlefield, and your opponent's going to be thinking a lot. It's great. Yeah, yeah. You're going to cause your opponent mental anguish, and there's no real, uh, there's no way to truly evaluate causing your opponent mental anguish, though. Uh, good card. Yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, man, we got to go down a little bit for this. Oh! Okay, well, you get to talk about the next one, I guess. Oh, by the way, that card um, is, uh, I, I think it's an A. In the A column, at least. Yeah, I think it's, I, I put it in the A as well, yeah. I, I, it's good stuff, good stuff. Oh man, it's the Reservoir Kraken. Ooh. Mm. He's got a really funny eye. Um, <laughs> uh, he's too blue-blue for a 6-6 six, six Kraken with Trample and Ward 2. What a beefy boy. And at the beginning of each combat, if it's untapped, any opponent may tap an untapped creature they control. If they do, tap the Kraken and create a 1-1 one, one blue fish creature token with this creature. Can't be blocked. Yeah? It's pretty okay. I don't think it's great, because if they have one creature, it basically doesn't have trample anyways. And so if you really right. want to get in for six... Right, this is not the card that I think you want to do. This is a weird Punisher effect, right? So, is... I, I, how do you feel about two blue-blue at the beginning of your upkeep make a fish token? Fish tokens matter a bit more than I thought they would. Ah, it's, like, if you just say it like that, it's a little bit slow. I think the card's a little bit yeah. better than that. I think so, too. It's kind of sitting in the middle for me. Ward 2 is a real consideration. That The Ward 2 is nice that they can't kill it particularly well. But, like, and I guess this is making them use a blocker, so if you have, like, other things going on, like, like they do have to keep a creature tapped down. Mm -hmm. It may just be a citizen that's getting tapped down by this, but then you are amassing, like, a fish army, too. Like, they are, like, you have chump blockers if they are, like, really threatening you. Like, it's not like a desecration demon where that card would just not save you if your opponent was just, you know, killing you. Mm -hmm. Or th this does give you chump blockers, you know, which is something to be said for, you know. That's true. I think that it's pretty good. True. It's probably pretty good. Yeah, it's probably. I going think it's in better like than the common. The B. I put it in A. Okay, I think it's like. I, I think it's a low A, but. Yeah. But I think it's an A. Okie dokie, we got undercover operative next. Ooh. Mm. Two blue blue for a creature. It's a shapeshifter rogue, uh, at rare. I will say that it is a zero zero, but that's because it's a clone. You may have undercover operative enter the battlefield as a copy of any creature on the battlefield. Except it enters with a shield counter on it if you control that creature. This card is like Evil Twin on steroids. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, uh, you go, go ahead, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll go off on it. Basically, yeah, yeah. You're, you get an attack in with the creature, even if the creature is like evenly statted. And it's one of the ones that can copy any creature on the battlefield. So if you're really, really mad that you don't have a good bomb and your opponent plays one... Well, guess what? You're <laughs> in the money, and your bomb is even better because it's got a shield counter on it. Shield counters matter. Kill shot's a real card. And so, Undercover Operative is definitely something I'm interested in. Uh, if I'm already a little bit in blue in, like, pack two. But, like, in pack one, I'd probably win Mill Slam this. 
Yeah, I think that it helps. Like the fact that it just is like, like your creature but better is is pretty thick. Like, or, or even your own creature but better um, is pretty thick. Like the the shield counter is good upside. It pushes it from like clones, which are fine, but can be a little underwhelming to like a good card. Yeah. So I think it's a. I, I'd put it as a. I'd consider it a low A as well. Not like yeah, break, like not breaking anything, but a good card. A low A, a mid A, sure. Yeah, yeah, Pr- pretty mid A. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Oh, uh, last but not least, we're gonna hit him with a little, little wire tapping, you know. Mm. Uh, four and a blue for an enchantment. This is the blue hideaway card, so we got a hideaway five. And then at the beginning of your, uh, whenever you draw your first card during each of your draw steps, you draw a card. Then if you have nine or more cards in your hand, you may play the exiled card without paying its mana cost. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't expect to ever cast the hideaway card off of this. Yeah, so I think the card the best compare this to is uh, the curse from, was it Midnight Hunt? Yeah, it, it, what I can't even remember which in it, but yeah, I know exactly which curse you're talking about. Curse yeah. of surveillance. Yeah, curse of surveillance. There we go. Yeah, and that card drew an extra card during your upkeep, and in that format, it was really easy to not play that card because there were just such better things to be doing, even at common and uncommon, yeah. <laughs> that like drew you cards, right? Yep. But I mean, this card does have all of the same sort of problems as Curse of Surveillance. Like, Curse of Surveillance even lets you draw on your opponent's turn, right? So there wasn't as much of a window for them to destroy it to get that. This doesn't do that. And honestly, I I genuinely think you're probably not going to have enough time to take full advantage of this. Maybe it's a little bit better than it was, but I just think generally there are better ways to get card advantage i genuinely think there are some commons and commons that i would probably take over this card this is one of those cards that i think were like some of the stronger cards in like the old school like the creatures didn't like get on board as quickly you know formats where this would really take over a game you just nobody's got time to plop down five mana do nothing these days yeah these cards have been bad since rivals of ixalan Right. It's because Rival Ixalan was a bad set. Well, <laughs> sure, but they, they've, they've been bad, and that card, that version of the card was bad, uh, so... Yeah, that's true. I don't know. This... No, no, I, I don't think that... I, how do you think this compares to even the score, Karif? I think this is probably better than even the score, plus this is splashable, again. That's a yeah. valid thing to be interested in. But uh, I think... I think, yeah, I, I think that just is more enforcing that even the score is bad than this card is good, you know? Yeah, sure. So, but yeah, I think it's a, a high C. Awesome. Yeah, I'll put it right there as well, high C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, all right, we're on to black here. Wow, we're making record time because this is the first time we've done this. All right, uh, what do we got here? We got Angel of Suffering. It's mm-hmm. a three black black for a creature nightmare angel. It's a mythic. It's got flying. And if damage would be dealt to you, prevent that damage and mill twice that many cards. Listen, cu- cut your losses isn't real, but you can definitely die to this. <laughs> 
It's a 5-3, um, by the way, with flying. I don't know if I mentioned that. Yeah. How good is a 5-mana five 5-3 five, flyer? It's, like, okay, right? It's it's alright. I, I think it's pretty good. Uh, are you attacking them? So, this is, like, yeah. okay if you're at 1. Mill right. twice that many cards. Let's say they hit you for, like, I don't know, 5, right? That you, you milled 10... Ten cards. Yep. If you're pretty satisfied with your board state, I'd maybe say, like, Angel of Suffering could close out a game. But there is real downside, right? And the downside yeah. will definitely not save you in longer grinding games, which definitely yeah. is a concern. I think this is a card for two-color aggro. Yeah, I would totally agree. I don't know what that deck looks like in black, but the two color a two color aggro deck that just wants a five three flyer for five. Yeah, I I think that. yeah, and and the fact that you can like tank a hit, like your opponent now like can't like in a racing match, you drop this bad boy down, your opponent's like wow, now I go from killing them next turn to just milling half their deck, and then they kill me on the crack back. So now they can't swing, and then you still have a 5-3 flyer that pressures them. Sure. Uh, but in that case, you'd really want to be on at, at, like, parity or on the on the higher foot, which I guess is why it goes in aggro. So, yeah, I, yeah. I totally agree with you there. Yeah, I think you take it in your black-red aggro deck, but I also just don't think you want... I don't think this is a push into black-red aggro. I think it's a good card in black-red aggro, but I wouldn't first pick it and say, yeah, I'm playing aggro. Yeah, sure. So I'm, like I'm, uh, I, think, I think it's pretty mid Gareth. Yeah, higher yeah, yeah. B for me, though. <laughs> high B. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's got the funny red symbol, Drafter. You can't deny the funny red symbol. Oh, that mythic orange. <laughs> most beautiful color in the world, Gareth. Think of all the money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we got another one right now, Drafter. Oh, another, another funny orange card? Oh, we'll see if it's any good. We're wandering some bodies. I know, that can't be good for your washing machine. Um, two black black for a 3-3 three, three ogre rogue with death touch. Whenever another non-token creature you control dies, the body launderer connives, mm. and when it dies... Or when the body launderer dies, you return another non-rogue creature card with equal or lesser power from your graveyard to the battlefield um yeah yeah this, this is probably is a pretty easy first pick if you're if you open it it's not scary at all uh but it, it grows pretty quickly and it replaces yeah. itself if it dies that's pretty good it's very four mana three three death touch that dies into like like I think this has like the same like chances of reanimating something as like extraction specialist you know yeah I mean that I said that card was like kind of nutso right so yeah this, yeah, this yeah. card's probably on the same level if not better yeah I, th I think this is pretty good the non rogue text is there for constructed so you don't loop the funny man repeatedly. Um, for limited, it mostly doesn't matter. Um, you can't get your crooked custodians, <laughs> and that's about the only card that I noticed that might matter. Uh, you can't that... get your revel ruiner. Everything obscure actually is kind of surprisingly a rogue. Not everything, but there, there's a lot. So are there just, some like I guess that. 
I, I guess there, there are some, like, make sure you don't accidentally have, like, a bunch of rogues in your deck that this can't reanimate. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're probably playing expendable lackeys with that, and honestly, getting that back is not, like, the worst thing in the world. Yeah. It Just make sure awkward. that he's got a target. Yeah, sure. Also, this guy, he, if, he, if, he says he's an ogre, but he doesn't look for... I, I guess he's an ogre. I don't know. Don't you know that just, like, look... big guys are ogre? Big, big yeah, guys and like, like, so just, yeah, I just see, like, a wrestler dude on on the street and, like, hey, you're an ogre. Wow, yeah. You should probably... Yeah. yeah if you see Shrek on the sh street, call him <laughs> an ogre. Yeah. Call him an ogre. <laughs> no, okay. true. <laughs> Next card, we got Cemetery Tampering. It's two and a black for mm -hmm. enchantment. It's a rare. It's the hideaway card. It's hideaway five. Beginning of your upkeep, you may mill three cards. Then if there are 20 or more cards in your graveyard, you may play the exile card without paying its mana cost. Ah, uh, that's now, scary. Is, it literally doesn't is, give you any advantage. This is where the angel of suffering's good, Kara. If you mill some cards with the angel, then your tampering goes off, and then you die to not having cards in your deck. Pretty good, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say. I, I think this card's very bad. Unlike the other ones, even like wiretapping, yeah, you know, come down, comes down on five. That card, Th this card, yeah. you're playing it on turns where you probably want to be farther on board, and this card does not do that until a very, very long time into the game. Yeah, um, the hideaway cards are predicated on how good they either need to be a really easy to trigger the hideaway or b do something good as the repeatable effect, and this does neither. Yeah, I just call us a C and move on, I think. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, next up, ooh, we're getting a cut of the profits. Um, for X Black Black, we've got a sorcery mm. with casualty three. That's a hefty casualty. Yeah. And for your casualty, you'll get to draw X cards and lose X life. Hmm. I think this card's alright. I think you want to cast it for 5 mana, and then not casualty anything. I think in that case, you're up 3 cards, you lost 3 life, that's a card. I mean, it's a pretty, like, mid-level card, but I still think <laughs> it's an effect you want. So... Uh, I, 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 quick anecdote, I, I was looking up Damnable Pack, because that's this card without casualty on, on a separate Scryfall window, and fun fact, they reprinted Damnable Pact in the new Capenna Commander decks, the and set with none of the profits in card. it, which is hilarious to me, <laughs> this card is literally strictly better Damnable Pact. So, uh, new Capenna Commander deck's good, you should totally buy them, but, but anyways, um, yeah, uh, I, I think I'm in the money. I'm in the business. I, I could get behind paying five mana to draw three cards and lose three life. Yeah, I, I think that's just, like, the the floor, too. Well, I mean, the floor is you cast this for two, but don't. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I'd probably I, I, I guess this fairly... I high. guess there's, like, a dreamy situation where, like, I'm ahead enough on board that I can, like, play this X3 and casualty it. <laughs> I mean, now that we're living in magical Christmas land with ponies and stuff, like, <laughs> I don't know, you could also casualty your body launderer, you know? 
Yes, yeah, I think that. you're right. I'm loving it, though. I think it's, like, a low B. Yeah, it's, like, I think it's a little bit higher than that, but I'd still probably, like, think about taking the best commons, like, next to this card. Yeah, I'm not super excited. I, I do love this art, by the way, though. They're, like, literally cutting gold bars out of this dude's body. It's pr pretty sick. Yeah, it's kind of metal. Yeah, <laughs> there is some metal involved. That's true, Gareth. No, it's not <laughs> what metal. What we got? Okay, I, I, is gold metal? I yeah, gold is gold is metal. Sound out, sound off on the comments or somewhere. I don't know. So, sound off on <laughs> somewhere. Just just sound off. We'll we'll hear it. Yeah, just just go 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 go. Tell your local representative that gold is metal. You make 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 it the make the change in your community that you want. You're right. Okay, and now we got like 17 commons and uncommons on the full spoiler. Yeah. And then we get to Sanguine yeah. Spy, right? Did I miss anything? Yeah, Sanguine Spy is what I see. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it is a 2 and a black for a creature, Vampire Rogue. It's a rare. It's a 2-3. It's got minutes and lifelink. It's pretty good. It's one tap, or no tap. You just pay one. You'll, you won, <laughs> and then you sacrifice another creature. Look at the top card of your library. You may put that card into your graveyard. At the beginning of your end step, if there are five or more mana values among cards in your graveyard, you may pay two life if you do draw a card. Huh. I mean, the base stat line is pretty alright, right? Yeah. Three mana, two, three mana lifelink's kind of cool, yeah. I mean, the, the surveil effect is not amazing but it's something right you it, it's nice that it's there yeah you got you, you hit an expendable lackey you sacrifice an expendable lackey to get an expendable lackey off the top of your library into your graveyard like that's pretty hard yeah, have a citizen chilling somewhere that you can kill you know yeah it's not the best ability in the world mostly because I don't know how many, like, random tokens you're going to have in black, but it's all right. And I think it's it's not super hard to get the, the last ability going, but it can definitely take over a game, you know? Sure, sure. And I mean, the lifelink on this card is good. Just yeah. incidental lifelink menace. This thing will get in a fair amount of the time. I'd call it a low A. Yeah, I'd probably call it a high B, but we're probably in the same place. Yeah, but basically, going close enough. <laughs> oh man, it's, it's time for some very good art, and uh, and uh, yeah, I don't know. After that, uh, Shadow of Morta Mortality. Mm -hmm. Um, it's thirteen black black for an yeah. uh, seven seven creature avatar. And if your life total is less than your starting life total. This spell costs X less to cast, where X is the difference. Was it important to specify that if your life total was less... Would it cost more mana if I had gained life? This is life? probably easier to template for Commander, honestly. I think that's the reason. Because it's better than like, oh man, you know, if you have 20 or less life, then bada bing bada boom, right? Or something like that. They they just do it like this because they don't want another Sarah Ascendant or whatever the hell that card's called. And, yep. I guess I'm trying to, like, physically find a better way to word, like, 
this costs one less for each life you've lost from your starting life total, and I can't find a better way, even though this doesn't seem like it's the best way, so I'm going to trust that the funny rules people at Wizards figured out the best wording. You you will never cast this and feel good about how much mana you paid. Don't do it. I, I want it to be a 5 mana 7-7 seven, seven before I'm excited about it, so I would have to be at 12? Yeah, 13 or 12. Yeah, something like that. And I don't know. It well, might like be you okay. You can't cast it before then, right? Let's say you're ahead, right? And you want to keep putting on pressure, and then you talk deck this card, and you're still a that 20. Like, what do you do, <laughs> right? All right, yeah, this card's bad. Um, like, like again, this is one of the cards where you put it in your deck and it might win you a game because your opponent was bashing you and then you dropped a two mana seven seven and swung the tide. But there's also going to be games where, like, just mentioned, you don't get bashed yeah, that much. You're playing. Let's say you're at seven, right? And you cast Shadow of Mortality. I I still see situations where you lose from that scenario because there's like it's just a stats monster. Right, it doesn't fly. Notably, if it's not flying, I might be yeah. interested. This this late game, like effect, I don't think it's actually that good. Because sure, it's on board, but there there's a bunch of stuff that this like that gets around this, and this gets chumped by literally everything late game for days. Yeah, yeah. So so build around it for constructed, but don't draft it. <laughs> you you could you could maybe like. I don't know. There's not really a giant black creature. Just play Dusk Mangler instead. Do that. Like, genuinely. That's true. Just just play Dusk Mangler instead. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, what do we got next, Karif? Uh, Shake Down Heavy. Uh, mm-hmm. Two and a black for Creature Ogre Warrior. Rare. It's Menace to 6-4. You heard me right. And <laughs> whenever it attacks, defending player may have you draw a card. If they do, untap Shakedown Heavy and remove it from combat. This oh, is yeah. actually a card that I'm into. This is a good card. Oh, yeah. This, this draws you cards, and they often won't think that they need to stop this from hitting you, or hitting them, so they will take six a lot of the time. Yep. And okay. then they're just, like, horrifically behind on life. And if they have to start making you draw, now they just cannot get through on the ground. Yeah, it's it's a really rough time all around. You're you're pretty much happy with whatever they're doing against this card. The, the only good way to stop this card is if you've gone, like, two drop into, like, three drop. But then you have to two for one yourself to get this thing off the board. Sure, sure. I mean, in that well, case, like, Rubble like, gets it, but, I mean, this this is a three-drop. You're yeah. doing pretty fine, I think. Yeah, this thing's awesome. Um, Great card. Easy A. I just call it a pretty solid A. Like, yeah, you know. I'll, I'll put it in the A pile. Uh, and last for black, we got, we got the Tenacious Underdog. Ooh. He's going to be one in a black for a 3-2 human warrior. He's got blitz for two black black and paying two life. It's kind of an expensive blitz cost, you know. I know. I don't know why I'd want to play that. Oh, wait. It's because you may cast him from your graveyard using its blitz ability. Wow. Mm. That's pretty cool. This card is super sick. This is also Phyrexian Arena, but this is better than Halo Fountain. 
man, yeah. this is like a super the- big beater, and then it just comes back. And you, even though paying four will sometimes mean that this thing doesn't get in, it kind of doesn't matter. This just sits in your graveyard and generates value for the rest of the game. And if at any point you, like, turn the tide or there's there's a board stall with few creatures on the battlefield, this thing will actually, like, get in late game. This card's good. Yeah. The, the, the cool thing is it's all gravy because you also just got a 2-mana 3-2, which was a good deal. Yeah, and it doesn't enter taps like the bad ones, so... Yeah, yeah, like the bad ones. Yeah, you have a 2-mana 3-2 that has the upside of just being in- inevitability in the late game. So, yeah, yeah pretty sick. I call this one just another A. Yeah, I'd, I'd first pick this. Okay. We're going, we're getting, we're going places, Kerif, you know? Yes, we we're, are. We're, well, what do we got? Okay, so we're on to red, and, yeah. you know, Drafter just said we're going places. So let me take <laughs> you on a trip here. We got Arcane Bombardment, four <laughs> red red for an enchantment mythic. Are you ready for the most Sunbirds Invocation text you've ever heard in your life? Whenever you pass your first instant or sorcery spell each turn, exile an instant or sorcery card at random from your graveyard, then copy each card exiled with Arcane Bombardment. You may cast any number of the copies without paying their mana costs. I hate when they accidentally put the commander set cards in the main set. Dude, I lost this card at pre-release once. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you can you can build to it i mean maybe you really want to have this be your first first pick if you're even dreaming about doing this though this is a this is like a cut your losses card if the game stalls out it will probably win you the game eventually mm-hmm that being uh, said, there is the problem that you do have to fill your deck with more instants and sorceries than usual. Yeah. And there's no you, Imperial Oath in the set, or as far as I'm aware, there's... Yeah. Yeah. There, there's nothing that, like, like, creates tokens, so that makes me a little bit less... It It's six mana, do nothing, and I need cards to synergize with it. I'm just not, not in for it. Yeah, I'm not in for it either, but you'll lose to it once... Yeah, 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 it'll be embarrassing. Oh, what, what do we got next? It's the devilish valet. Ooh, ooh. Man. He's two in a red for a 1-3 trample haste. Everyone loves a good one-powered trampler, you know. But wait, and there's got, more. There's more? He's got alliance? Whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, you double his power until end of turn. Whoa. Wow. Another is thing this that, card good, Gareth? Another thing that, like, this card does is, once again, wears counters really well. This thing slaps people for a lot of damage. You go this into, like, Exhibition Magician into anything else, that's like a 4-3 for 3. That's basically what it is most of the time in the decks that want to play it, right? So there is a little bit of building around you have to do. You can't just play it in, like, any red deck, but... Genuinely, I think the card is just probably pretty good. I'd want to be in a creature-based deck, though. Yeah. I think you need to be, like, really heavily, like, built around triggering Alliance. Because this card is notably bad if you're, like, 
not trying to attack and not triggering alliance. And you need to be doing both of those things. And admittedly, I think those things go hand in hand, but... Yeah, there, there's a lot of stuff that just gets two creatures on the battlefield. Like, I was talking about a bit Exhibition Magician, but in other colors, there's, like, the rakish fixer guys in uh, Naya slash Cabaretti. Uh, there's yeah, yeah. the Mage's Attendant. There's... I don't know. There, there's more stuff. There, there's a lot of there's stuff, yeah. things you can do, and once you get over the like hump of oh man, if you cast three gold hounds and then slap them for eight, they are really <laughs> crying. I would cry if my opponent cast three gold hounds in the same turn. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I guess in the the haste won't matter a lot, but like in the late game situation where you go like turn six this plus the magician and immediately swing with the four three that's pretty good you know? so not only is it really good on the play there's also a surprising amount of times when this will be just like unopposed because your opponent has had trouble casting things yeah so, yeah <laughs> you can always count on the three color sets causing people to play greedy mana bases because of course you could support three color it's the three color set yeah that's um, you play and then three not actually counts. getting the fixing yeah yeah, yeah, the gold hound, good. He got Menace. You'll get him and get him. <laughs> but yeah, uh, is he better than all the commons and uncommons? I don't know if he's better than, like, I don't know, the best commons or uncommons. Which so, so high B? Yeah, high B, high B. Oh, uh, well, what do we got next, Karif? Ooh, man. Oh, God. Oh, I also <laughs> lost to this card earlier. <laughs> Man, okay, we got Jaxus, the Troublemaker. It's three and a red with for a legendary oh. creature human warrior at rare. I am completely wrong, but we're going to do this one first. Cause, that's fine, that's fine. Yeah. You're already into it. We'll, yeah. we'll get back in a moment. But yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a two, three. <laughs> and so it's a red tap, discard a card, create a token that's a copy of target another target creature you control. It gains haste, and when this creature dies, draw a card. Sacrifice at the beginning of the next end step. Activate this only as a sorcery. And it's got blitz for one and a red. <laughs> yeah, this guy super scary, honestly. Uh, corrupt court official moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, see, like, this card's like a strong value engine, like, on the board, because he's, like, basically letting you loot while being Kiki Jiki. Um, yeah, but the thing about it is that, yeah, it's a loot ability, and that draw card is real. That, it feels, it feels really disgusting whenever they cast, or they make a copy of something that has an ETP, and then they also yeah. draw a card. Yeah. I mean, this card is, like, like I think the, like, loot is, like, a side grade. It's actually probably a touch better than Kiki Jiki, like... Like, this card reminds me a lot of, like, the reflection of the Mirror Breaker. Yeah. And I'd probably um, put it around there, too. I do like the reflection of the Mirror Breaker gives you a treasure, but that's comparing... Yeah, the, the, the treasure goblin at the front of Mirror Breaker is absent here. But this also comes with the upside of, man, I really need to just make another copy of my 5-5 five five to kill them this turn. Let's blitz this bad boy in. Yeah. Which, that, that, that's real tech. And also, sometimes you just need a hasty 2-3 to kill them at the end. Like, they, 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 they cast their board wife at 2 life, and then you haste in the 2-2, two two and yeah, 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 that, yeah. That's yeah. the upside of all Blitz cards, so... Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I don't know if that's yeah, yeah. super unique, but sure. No, but it, it is just another thing on the side of this guy, you know? Yeah. He's good. Yeah, he, he's an A. He's an A. Yes, A. Um, and, and Karif totally didn't skip the Horde Hauler, which oh. is uh, three, three in a red for a 5-5 five, five vehicle with Trample. When it deals combat damage to a player, they cr create a treasure token for each artifact they control with crew three. No. Wow, this looks like Future Sentinel to me, Karif. This looks a lot like Future Sentinel. Don't even side this in when you see that they have treasures. What are you going to cast? Like, what are they going to cast with a billion yeah. treasures? <laughs> no. So bad. This Didn't so they bad. learn that... Four mana vehicles with crew three are bad. Like, ugh, please. Ugh, yeah. All Horde right. hauler, more like uh, garbage hauler got him. Yeah, Play a Capenna Express instead. Yeah, take a C. Okay, professional face breaker for two to red. Mm -hmm. It's a creature human warrior at rare. It's got menace. Whenever one or more creatures you control deal combat damage to a player, create a treasure token. Ah, okay, that's pretty good, honestly. You sacrifice a treasure, you exile the top card of your library, you may play that card this turn. It's a 2-3 with menace. Oh my god, this thing's like... busto. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty good! So in um, the early game when you need treasures, it ramps you. And when you don't need treasures, it lets you cast stuff off the top of your library. And this isn't like an activate only once per turn, like those cowards at Wizards keeps keep putting on cards. This is just you sacrifice your entire horde and get like 10 cards. If you put this on one and have any creature with menace already, or sorry, if you... Okay, let me, let me go back. If you <laughs> cast this on curve and have... Any sort of a creature on the battlefield with menace or any sort of evasion, you will get that treasure token. This card is an all-star for aggro decks, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I this guy's awesome. Um, I even think he's like like you're. Well, I don't know. I don't know what this person is. Everyone's got such poofy chests and hats on. It's impossible to tell people's gender just from looking at them. So this this person who I cannot decipher, um, is pretty good just like uh like like you could also have like a control deck that just makes some treasure and like you're not worried about hating you're just here to convert treasure into cards yeah. and that's good but it, it, it gets better once you once you do that also it just gets in sometimes too yeah this card's awesome uh pull this card would pull me into like trying to play more treasure cards so that like sometimes you drop this and just have three treasure chilling already like yeah definitely makes me want to think about playing red but uh once once you're in there and you're also just doing big treasure stuff yeah uh, you, you you take this first and then just build magro deck that's good yeah eva break break their faces professionally uh, what do we got next? Uh, it's oh boy, it's structure assault. Um, <laughs> three red red for a sorcery. Uh, destroy all artifacts. Then structure assault deals damage to each creature equal to the number of artifacts that were put into the graveyard from the battlefield this turn. It's gonna be a no for me, chief. Uh, you can you can build around this, right? Let's say you got a billion treasure, and then it's a board wipe, right? 
Conditional five mana board wipe? Yikes. You know, when you put it like that, it sounds a lot worse than what I said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would I would start this. In that case. Uh, I don't I even mean, think I'd find this in. Tre treasure treasure's real, right? I don't think I wanna be like blowing up my treasure to board wipe. But we just said that there's already, like, diminishing returns late game on treasure, right? I guess. I, I just don't think, like, I'm gonna have enough treasure to blow up the things I care about. Like, like six treasure is probably the amount that I would need to have, because I'm just not counting on there being any other artifacts out. I'll, I'll, I'll freebie you one artifact, so you need five treasure alongside that to, like, kill everything you care about. Uh -huh. I don't know. Yeah... And th this is this is harder you can't, to set up than I thought it would be. You, when, you, yeah. you can't even, like, modulate it by sacking treasure preemptively because it keeps track of that. Yeah. That's, I don't like it. Yeah, it's weird. I'm giving it a C. Don't put it in your deck. Yeah, I, I think I'll probably give it, like, a C. C. High C, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's pretty bad, Karif. I mean... Oh, oh, you're, right, gonna, yeah. you're probably gonna get board wiped by it sometime and feel bad about it, but yeah, you know. sure, sure, yeah. Ooh, who do who do we got next, Kev? Ooh, it's uh, Urbrask, Heretic Praetor. Ooh, three red red. I don't remember Praetors from 1920s time, but Praetor, yeah. I hardly know her. Yeah, it's a legendary creature, Phyrexian Praetor. Ooh. Ooh, wow. What? The Phyrexian? Whoa! Whoa, Phyrexian? Wow. Whoa! Whoa! I've never heard of the Phyrexians before, Gareth. Yeah, me neither, honestly. I wonder if this card will show up and be unreadable in certain boosters. That's true. Yeah, well, what language have, like, is this card in, Gareth? This, link, this card yeah, yeah. is uh, in EN, but let's go to Haste <laughs> now. And... <laughs> It's got haste, it's a 4-4. At the beginning of your upkeep, exile the top card of your library. You may play it this turn. That's pretty good. At the beginning yeah. of each opponent's upkeep, the next time they would draw a card this turn, instead exile the top card of their library. They may play it this turn. I mean, okay, it's this, good. Card is, this card is good because the front side is good. The back half is, eh. I... <laughs> When, when they flip a, a counter spell off, it'll be really funny. Yeah, if a person is playing off the top of their library, they pretty much want to cast the card that they played, or that they drew, so... This isn't gonna really get them, but sometimes they'll want a double spell, and I don't know, they'll... You're gonna own them when they flip Make Disappear. That's... <laughs> Okay, yeah. Side this in against Make Disappear. It's not a good card. Yeah, yeah. Place. That's bad what we're saying. Bad, bad outside of that. Yeah, yeah, it's horrible outside of that. The, it, yeah, this yeah. is this is an A. This is an A. Yeah, yeah. The, the haste is nice too. Sometimes he just slaps in. I'm honestly shocked this card isn't a five-five. I'm kind of also, but Urbrask sucks, dude. He's like the one that nobody <laughs> likes. <laughs> he he like got smaller like. In the you know going going to New Capetta and really really yeah you know oh uh, yeah people like all the Vorthoses love him and all of the actual people who play the game hate him so you know yeah it's because his funny card isn't that great in Commander he should have been angry yeah. instead yeah okay yeah next oh card. boy <laughs> we've got some widespread deceiving Gareth. 
It's gonna be two in a red for an enchantment with Hideaway 5. And whenever you cast a multicolor spell, create a treasure token. Then you may pay Wooberg. If you do, you can cast the exiled card. You can cast the hideaway card. No, no. Uh, not, not really, right? No. No. I, 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 I have a hard time imagining the deck that wants this. Nothing that you cast off of this will be worth the investment you put into it, I feel like. Like, yeah, even if I cost, cast, like, a 7 drop off of it, I'd be, like, not there for yeah, it. Yeah, you're just, eh. You, you want to cast I, an Emrakul off of this. And, and even in multicolor sets, there's just not that many multicolor... Like, there's just not that many multicolored cards. There just aren't enough that you're going to be like, yeah, every spell I cast is going to make a treasure. I'm yeah, doing and it. You there's have just to cast, not that many. Yeah, you have to cast the multicolored spell, right? And there's no yeah. hybrid color or cards in this set that are no only one color or the other color. And so yeah. I would have a hard time believing that this would be good. Yeah, you can catch me uh, only thieving uh, in, in narrow and, you know, no, I'm not going to be doing it widely. Yeah, hear know? me just out. Just a little bit of... Hear me out. Instead of playing okay. widespread thieving and getting a good card off of it, how about you just cast the good card instead? That's true. But think of the treasure care. If I could uh, have them around for my structure result. Yeah, you can make fun of me for that. I literally agreed <laughs> with you at the end. Whatever. <laughs> this card is in the C column for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, big C. Under the C. Okay. It's time oh, for boy. We're Oh, uh, We got the best green card first, Gareth. Oh my my God. uh my five my my attracts uh super friends deck desperately needs this card because it goes infinite with five different cards in it, Gareth. Man, oh my God! So did Brass's. Okay, we're gonna read the card first. <laughs> okay, it's called Bootlegger Stash. It's five and a green artifact, mythic lands you control have tap create a treasure token. Oh. Double your mana or your money back. Uh, uh, I mean, all right. So you could play this in your attracts a commander deck, and it'd probably. But be don't put there. it in your limited deck. <laughs> so the big problem with this card is that you have to cast six mana. And then you are paying seven mana, and that means you have to be casting something for at least eight for this to have had any real impact. There is not enough treasure synergy in the world in limited to make me want to play this card. I don't, I don't, don't, don't be like, oh man, I'm gonna play the Compet Express, and then I'm gonna slap in with like seven Compet Express. No, no, don't do it. Just, God, take the twenty dollar card. I'll say that it is a high pick because it is. $20. But if you see this on Arena, don't take it. <laughs> and it go yeah, you take it for your Atraxa Super Friends deck, but the problem with this card in Limited is it does nothing. Yeah. Oh, God. Even the score with Bootlegger <laughs> Stash, one more thing that 17 lands won't tell you about. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> Add that to the pile. Oh. Also, link to my Atraxa Super Friends deck in the show notes. Check it out. Um, 
Uh, anyways, uh, next up we got, uh, Evolving Door. Uh, two and a green for an artifact. Uh, one tap, sacrifice a creature. Count the colors of the sacrificed creature. Yeah. <laughs> and then search for your library for a creature card. That's exactly that many colors plus one. <laughs> exile that card, then shuffle it. You may cast the exiled card. Activate only as a sorcery. I don't know if there's a single card in this set that has a dice trigger. Like, I genuinely can't think of one right now. Yeah, uh... The, the one mana one one in red. The what? Oh, Unlucky Witness? Yeah. No, no, please no. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 you kill your unlucky witness. You get your two. You get your, you get your body dropper, and then care if when you sack creatures, the body dropper gets. Oh, they oh, so so good. Kid. So even in the case where, like, okay, let's say you've got you know your body dropper right, and you've got an evolving door. You sacrifice the body dropper. You go get Zeatora, right? You can't cast it, because you still have to pay the mana. <laughs> like, yeah. You're not up any up any real value here, right? You just sacrificed a creature. Maybe your creature was bad, but why just don't play the bad card then, right? I feel like this is another... This is goes into the category of there's a dreamy control deck out there that wants this card, but it doesn't actually exist. Yeah, and it's in green. I... This just doesn't seem like a realistic goal. And the yeah. goal, the dream that you're living is still casting the thing on the the spell on the turn that you were supposed like, to cast the spell. And even worse than that, you have to pay one more, right? Yeah, like, why does this have a one-mana activation? Why does it say sorcery speed? Like, it was already hard enough. Like, just yeah, don't, don't, don't put don't this card in your deck. create this card if... If you don't want it to be Birthing Pod, just don't put a reference to Birthing Pod in the set, right? Yeah, it's it's really just that simple. Uh, stop printing bad... We don't want broken green cards, but also don't put unplayable green cards with 80 conditions that make them awful in the set. Like, come on, they're the happy medium here. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Easy C, don't put it in your deck. Um, better than Bootlegger Stash, though. Uh, what do we got next, Gareth? Uh, fight Rigging. It's two and a green. Mm. It's a hideaway five. It's this thing. It's an enchantment. But what does it do? <laughs> Ooh. At the beginning of combat on your turn, put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature you control. That if you control creature with power seven or greater... You play the exiled card without paying its mana cost. I, I know. Mean, yeah, what was that card from the set that you hate? Rivals? Hadana's <laughs> Climb? Yeah, Hadana's Climb. Yeah, that card was multicolor. I'd actually compare this to the two mana enchantment from Neon Dynasty. What? Which one? The 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 landfall put a counter on something. That card was ass. I, I don't. I, nobody played that after like the first week, though, right? Like. I guess. Hey, this card does remind me of it, though. I guess it's more consistent than that card, though. And, and the upside of, like, when you draw your top end, it basically, like, if you have six sixes in your deck, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I, d I guess it does scale later. And 
Yeah, it's not it's it's not the worst effect in the world. I'd probably pick it over most things. I'd probably give this like in the high B, you know. Yeah, I think it's a high B. This card might shake out differently. I'm 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 interested to see how this card plays out. I'm not really certain where it's gonna end up, but my my money's on a high B. Mm -hmm. All right, what do we got next? It's the Gallagreeders. One in a green for a one-one elf druid. Alliance, whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, choose one that hasn't been chosen this turn. Put a counter on the Gallagreeders. Create a tapped treasure token or gain two life. Wow, it's gross. Yeah, this card's really good. I I didn't read the part where it says that hasn't been chosen this turn, which makes sense because you don't just want to make 17 tapped treasure tokens. Uh, or make an 18-18. Yeah. But it's still very good. It ramps yeah. you into a 5-drop, or and it, it grows. It, it, it's very considerable. This card is... Just an all-around nice warm blanket and a hot chocolate on a warm night. You feel safe around this card. It'll do everything you want yeah. it to do. I'd note this card does, like, fall off. Like, like it's not, it, it card's not... It's really strong on turn two, but it's not going to be great when you top deck it on turn seven. Well, sure, but that's most Alliance it's cards. Also not alliance it, cards yeah. are usually pretty aggressive. That's true. But yeah, this card's going to be growth on curve. In fact, I, I have died to a turn two Gallagreeter even already you, in this format. Yeah, even if you turn three it into like Cabaretti Initiate, which also better <laughs> card than I thought it was going to be, but not by much. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you're getting there, right? You, you feel pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a... I, I, think, I do think it ends up being A. Yeah, I think it ends up being in the in the A category. Yeah. Alright, what do we got next? Is it my turn? Wow, it is my turn. Yeah. Titan of Industry. Four mm -hmm. green, green, green. For a creature, Elemental at Mythic, it is a 7-7 seven, seven, Reach and Trample. And just on top, there's uh, an Enter the Battlefield effect, and it's Choose 2. Destroy target artifact or enchantment. Target player gains 5 life. Create a 4-4 four, four, green Rhino Warrior creature token, or put a shield counter on a creature you control. Control. Yeah, yeah. Uh, seven mana, I've stabilized the board. Very cool. Yeah, you'll get to this in, in treasure base decks. Yep. This card is totally castable. It's good. Yep. It is this card, like, like you are not losing the game after you cast this card. Like, like it, it is stabilizing the board, like... Yeah, it it's it's made out of a building. It's built like a building. It's, it's, yeah. It just pushes them back and stops them from ever doing anything ever again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this card's awesome. Uh, put it in your deck. Uh, <laughs> probably, like, don't, like, put it in your, like deck that doesn't have like cards that cost more than five other than this and like no treasures you know sure. you do need to actually like plan to cast this you know genuinely not sure those decks are base green i i think every green deck wants this i'm yeah, gonna go out all on the green decks make treasure yeah I'm, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say you you want a copy of this in green 
Okay. Take yeah. this and plan to build. It's an A. Yeah. Cool, cool. Ooh, all right. Uh, what do we got next? It's the the topiary stomper. One green green for a 4-4 four, four plant dinosaur. Ah, uh, funny plant dinosaur. Uh, with vigilance. When it enters the battlefield, you search your library for a basic land card, put it onto the battlefield tap, and then shuffle. Uh, and it can't attack or block unless you control seven or more lands. This card is literally a card from Ixalan. Wow, this is just Rivals of Ixalan too, ain't it? You know, when you really think about it. Uh, yeah, uh, at least this card actually has a, like, and this is better than Funny Ascend Dinosaur, because Ascend Dinosaur just lets you play extra lands, which is bad, or this card actually gets you a card out of your deck. Yeah, this However, card... I still don't want three mana rampant growth, like... I don't know about that, like, it, it's alright, it's... You, you do get to seven lands, and... I I think at that point it's all right. I, I think it's I think it's good. I would play this on turn three. You can also start picking up more prize fights then. Uh, <laughs> yes, it is good if you can use it like before it's time. You know. Mm -hmm. I, I guess I, I guess you can do some if you're doing some prize fighting. I'm kind of interested in this card. Okay. Yeah, that's that's where we can put it for now. Uh, high high B column. How about that? Yeah, I give it a high B. Okay. Oh, I get all the planeswalkers <laughs> today. It's oh nice. yes. Got Vivian on the hunt. It's four green mm. green. I didn't read Elspeth right, so I'm just straight up lying there. Anyway. Yep, you did in fact lie to the the, the viewership, and they've been gaslighted. Legendary planeswalker, and it's a Vivian. Plus two. Oh, it's got four loyalty to start. Uh, yeah. The plus two is you may sacrifice a creature. If you do, search your library for a creature card with mana value equal to one plus. The sacrifice creature's mana value. Put it onto the battlefield, and then shuffle. Plus one. Mill five cards, then put any number of creature cards milled this way into your hand. And then a minus one to create a 4-4 four, four green rhino warrior creature token. Yeah, it's good. This card is more than the plus two, by the way. You're going to be minusing, like, one most of the time with this card. Yeah, in this one. you're really here for the rhinos. You're only plusing so that you can make more rhinos. Yeah, um, exactly. I, I will say the plus two matters on the back of... Currently, she doesn't have any way to, like, prevent against flyers. So if you know you can go get some protection against a flyer at a certain cost, that's valuable, you know? Oh, yeah, that's good information to have that's smart yeah so, so like you should keep in mind where your reach or flying creatures are so you can go snag them with vivian if you need them let's be real um, and the, the the plus one's great too you're drawing like two to three cards from that usually that's true uh at at some point it does fall off a little bit in value but then you just plus two it's it's really hard to yeah. kill uh any way you slice it it's it's good. You're already gonna put this card in your deck, so yeah, there it's you awesome. Go. It's it's a column for me. Yeah, I, I I think this is a like stronger planeswalker than even Elspeth because it's really like going to like not let you die. Like it'll either get the thing that you need to survive, or the four fourth will just be good enough. 
and then one of the turn where you got like nothing in hand to do you just go find two creatures and you're like yeah there we go vivian's awesome yeah uh and finally for the green we've got the workshop war chief he's a three green green for a five three rhino warrior with trample he enters the battlefield you gain three life he dies you get a four four rhino and he's got blitz for four green green what a guy (laughs) whoa 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 do you blitz this I so I had him in the pre-release and I would say I blitzed him like once because he got me lethal um and that's when you blitz this guy when you just need five hasty power epic um but most of the time he just shows up stabilizes your board and basic he basically has a shield counter for all intensive purposes because he just dies into something very similar yeah, uh, Drag Tusk, good. Who would have thunk? Yeah, put it in your deck. It's going to be good. Sometimes you just need that hasty five power and he smacks someone. True. Sometimes you just really want the card, so you just turn him into a 4-4 four, four and yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there we go. There it is. Great there card. you have it, folks. OP. Done yeah, it. yeah. Ah, uh, so everyone knows this was a monocolored only set, so this is actually the end of the Rare and Mythic review. Okay, so there's, there's the no, next card there, is Avenheart <laughs> Stabber for Blue and a Black, <laughs> and it's a creature bird assassin at Rare. It's a flying 1-1. Mm. Oof. As long as there are five or more mana values among cards in your graveyard, Avenheart Stabber gets plus two, plus two, and has death touch. Double oof. Uh, when it dies, mill two cards, then draw a card. Oh, okay. The five mana value thing happens, but it's really, really late in the game. I, maybe... The other thing about this card is that since it's just a blue and a black, you need to be able to cast this on turn two. And sometimes you won't be able to do that, because you want to play tap lands and stuff, right? Yeah. I think this card's fine in blue-black, but it's not pulling me into blue-black. Yeah. Once again, these kind of cards do tend to kind of go around, so if you know you want one, feel free to pick it up later. Yeah, it's very... It's it's pretty mid-carif. Yeah, sure. Uh, what do we got next? The old Black Market Tycoon. It's gonna be red and a green for a 2-2 Cat Rogue. Ooh. The beginning of your upkeep, he's gonna hit you for 2 damage for each treasure you control. But you can tap to make a treasure token. Ooh. So this incentivizes you to, like, actually use your treasure, which is kind of weird, because, once again, there's there's a falling off point, but in a green-red deck... Which I'm not actually sure there is, but let's say there's a vase, just green, red deck. You want to be ramping into big stuff, right? And then boom, Compen Express, turn three. And then you create a treasure token, crew the Compen Express, they're dead, right? So maybe. But it's still kind of tough to cast. All these cards that are good on two go a little bit down in three color. Not a ton, but... The other thing is that if you start out with these, they're a bit harder to build around than just a normal 
singular colored card, right? Kind of the old adage of don't take multicolored cards first. Yeah, and this card, again, is not, like, super exciting to me. Like, I think he'll be pretty reasonable in the green-red deck, but this card is not pulling me into green-red at the start, you know? Yeah. I'd call him another just pretty mid-card. Yeah, B. B. B column. Well, okay. What do we What do we got next, Sheriff? We got a Broker's Ascendancy for green, white, blue, enchantment, rare. At the beginning of your end step, put a plus one, plus one counter on each creature you control, and a loyalty counter on each planeswalker you control. Aw, oh, baby. This will go great in my Attracts the Super Friends deck, Karif. Lincoln yeah. Showdowns. Wow, you're right. It will go great in the Attracts the Super Friends deck. Uh, but yeah, outside of that, um... I mean, you know, do you put this in your deck, Karif? It's, it's okay. It's... An effect on the board, and each creature is kind of nuts if you have, like, four of them. So, it's pretty strong. In any case where you have tokens, which is a pretty fair amount of time, this feels pretty good. If I'm getting two counter the turn, this is a good card, right? Yeah, yeah. And if you're I getting I'm in for that, it, that's pretty, pretty epic. And sure, you can play this later is another thing. I always value yeah. these cards that you can play later. Uh, mm, the, the triple color is something I'll have to figure out because as I've been playing this format, I've been drafting a lot of two-color decks. And to be fair, they've all gone 2-1, but they've been pretty good. So this is definitely a splashable card, but I feel like it's a pack one, pick two, rather than a pack one, pick one, right? If that makes any sense. Yeah, you think it's like a high B. Yeah, because you want to already know that you're doing this and then take the take it once you know that you're doing it. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, I think I think I think I'd call it a low A care if I, I think okay. I think it is it is enough to like just say I would first pick this and try to make it work. Gotcha. That's totally fair. All right, and we're not done ascending yet. We've got the, the cab ready ascendancy. It's gonna be a red, a green, and a white for an enchantment. And at the beginning of your upkeep, you look at the top card of your deck. If it's a creature or planeswalker, you may reveal it and put it into your hand. If you don't put the card into your hand, you may put it on the bottom of your library. Man. Oh god, the Saints search for Escanta. So this is like so compared to wiretapping, uh, wiretapping, I just always get the card. Mm -hmm. And I would consider cards that cost three colors to cost essentially a mana or two more mm -hmm. than what they're listed at. And even if I'm like literally an all creature deck, I'm still getting like at best like a sixty to seventy percent hit rate on this. Sure, but the other thing is that so you can put it on the bottom of your library, right? Which makes it like a scry for the non creatures. So if you're like, oh, I'm seeing a land, bro, you go down, right? And okay, if it's a good like removal spell like fire silence, you're like, oh, okay, I, I keep it on top, uh, and then I draw it for turn, right? But worst, I am getting a try. I, mm -hmm. Okay. 
it, so, I, like, all right, I, I put this in my Cabaretti deck, right? But sure. do, do I put do I play Cabaretti because I opened this? I don't think so. I, I kind of get it because you play a bunch of small creatures, right? And then you yeah. kind of get those for free and then just trigger Alliance more. But I don't know if you're... Like, if your theme deck is going to come together as much as you kind of want it to be if you first pick this. Yeah. I call it a high B, I think. Yeah, sure. The one, Once again, for me, like a pack one, pick two, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but, like, once I'm in Cabaretti, I'm, I'm intrigued. Like, I'm into it. Sure, yeah. All right. What do we, what do we got next? Corpse Explosion. One, black, mm. red, sorcery, rare. As an additional cost to cast a spell, exile a creature card from your graveyard. Corpse Explosion deals damage equal to the exiled card's power to each creature and each planeswalker. This is going to really wreck that Attracts a Super Friends deck we've been talking about all stream. <laughs> how, 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 how so? Because you're going to exile a creature card from your graveyard and then kill all the planeswalkers, right? Because it's each planeswalker. Usually, oh yeah, shit. My attract. I guess I'm gonna have to start running uh, an offer you can't refuse in my Atraxi Super Friend decks to stop this. That's a good point, Kerif. Yeah. Anyways, in terms of limited, <laughs> I, I mean, can you set this up so that you're like chilling and they're like not chilling? I don't know. I think I want to be playing. Grixis. Mm -hmm. I mean, Grixis I think that puts stuff on the battlefield, though, right? In this set. Yeah, but it, like it's like expendable stuff, right? Right. I feel like this might be another card that goes into my theoretical control deck that doesn't come together. Yeah, because like, so obviously you don't want to like hit your expendable lackeys, but. In the black-red decks that I think want to cast this to wipe a board, I don't know how many creature cards like are going to be high-impact enough to wipe your opponent's board, right? Because uh, still, a lot of the cards that are the creatures that you're going to have in the Maestro's deck are like the janky lackeys and shield brokers and all that stuff, right? Yeah. And so it'll be hard to set up something in that scenario that does that does the thing that you want it to do with corp explosion maybe if you have enough glamorous outlaws it gets interesting which one's glamorous outlaw it's it's the uh the fixing dude and if you have like if you're running like the the mill card that'll like random if you're running like some of the blue black mill stuff mm, along okay. with this i i, I think it's like think a weird hard Niche card, yeah, yeah. I don't um, think I, I think I think there are going to be niche decks that want this, but like, yeah, this it's is like, like the once in a lifetime deck. This is this is a low B for sure. I'd, yeah, I'd call it a low B. Yeah. All right, what's next? We're on we're on an endless detour, Karif. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a green, a white, and a blue for an instant. The owner of target spell, non-land permanent. Or card in a graveyard, put it sit on the top or bottom of their library. Uh, this isn't enough of an effect to make me want to be in three colors and draft. I don't think. No, it, 
Yeah. I don't think so. Um, what do you play it in your three color deck? If you're already pretty hard into three colors, maybe it's just a bounce spell. It doesn't. It's an unsummon. It's an unsubstantiate, right? That card's yeah. not been particularly playable. So if you cast on a spell with memory lapse, uh, and like yeah, I, I, the flexibility is cool, but the fact that I'm not gonna be able to cast it super consistently, I think I don't want this card. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think I'd just be rather be running uh, run out of town. Yeah, hundred percent of the time, I think. And we didn't even like run out of the town very much. Yeah, this is three colors. Probably want it pretty early. This goes down in value yeah. later in the game too. So if you cast on turn five, it's not as good. Yeah, nah. Yeah, I just called a C. Okay, Evelyn the Covetous. All right. Okay, we got we got a weird mana symbol. So it's <laughs> I, I like to call these the 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 slash cards. Uh, so it's. <laughs> Two, and then a blue and a black, or, sorry, a blue or a black, a black, and then a black or a red. So, the way these cards are cast is that they are mono-black, they are blue-black, they are red-black, and they're Grixis. You can play it in any combination of those decks. You could play this in a mono black deck if you wanted to. You could play this in a blue black deck. You could play it in a blue red deck, or not a blue red deck, mm. a black red deck. You can do all sorts of shit as long as there's as, as long as it's black and there's the two colors next to it, right? So there yeah. we go. Now that we've got that out of the way, it's a legendary creature, rogue vampire, rogue, rogue vampire, rogue. You heard me right. It's not it's been a <laughs> wow. for me. Double rogue. Yeah, that's powerful. We got it's a rare. It's got flash. It's a 2-5. Whenever <laughs> Evelyn the Covetous or another vampire enters the battlefield under your control, exile the top card of each player's library with a collection counter on it. Once each turn, you may play a card from exile with a collection counter on it if it was exiled by an ability you controlled, and you may spend mana as though it were any color to cast it. Oh god, trinket text for when two players are playing Evelyn? Ugh. <laughs> uh So this doesn't have any timing restrictions on it, so it just kind of stays there. It's a little bit like Codaze and like stuff like that, right? Yeah. The fact that it has flash doesn't mean that you can genuinely ambush things because it's a two five it's a two five yeah though a two five is a nice ambusher like if you got another creature you can like double block something like you can double block a four four with this you know okay i don't remember reading the word vampire on any of these cards no i i took a glance the one mana one one that you can pay a life to buff is a vampire which okay. is kind of nice midnight and then midnight assassin yeah is a vampire um, the stupid life gain matters guy, the vampire, but that card sucks. So, mm. uh... Yeah. So there are some vampires. But you're really in it for, like, the first one. I think at that point it's probably pretty good. Even if you're just yeah. blue-black, you probably still want to play this. One of the best things about this card is that it also doesn't make you, like, decide your colors right away. 
Yeah, it, it these these cards are all really sweet first picks on the back of that you can be in any of these three combinations. Don't play mono black in the. This, yeah. That, so the other thing is that this can be played <laughs> in Obscura and also the Riveters, right? Yeah. It's just a little so, awkward because of the double. You do black. have to be black, black, red, but it's still castable, I would think. Yeah, and pretty good. Like, yeah, the, these cards are ultra flexible, and this one is pretty strong. So I'd call it an A. Yeah, I'd call it an A too. Yeah. All right. Um, next up, we got Falco Spara, Pact Weaver. One, green, white, blue for a 3-3 three, three legendary bird demon. <laughs> okay. With flying and trample. When it enters the battlefield, or it enters the battlefield with a shield counter on it. Um, you may look at the top card of your library at any time, and you may cast the top card of your library by removing a counter from a creature you control in addition to paying its other costs. Yeah, Falcon's Bar is great. Yeah, Future Sight good, uh, Counter's good, everything good. Yeah. Uh, th this card, I think, is like, like this card would make me want to play um, Bant, like, you know. Yeah, really, really powerful effects, Future Sight. Reality Chip was bonko. This is yep. better in certain ways and worse in other ways, but not enough to really differentiate between the two honestly the sure. fact that it's just a good body is nice and you're not gonna be able to just like rip the entire half of your deck into play with this because you do get limited by counters but you might be able to if the stuff's generating counters and then you know i mean there's like, enough it's counter good. generation yeah it, it's pretty good put, put it in you know, the build around card's good. it card's good i i'd pick this yeah, first yeah. and plan to go bam. yeah yeah easy a a Oh, hard one for you, Kara. Ooh, Fleetfoot Dancer. Uh, one and Anaya. Red, green, white for a creature elf druid at rare. It's a 4 4 with trample lifelink haste. This card's nuts. Go play it. Yeah, wow. I put good keywords on 4 mana 4 4. Wow, strong. <laughs> wow, Very it cool. ended up being good. I can't believe it. Tinted uh, um... Synergy. This triggers Alliance, and then it also swings in for hasty damage. It's, it's this card's like a blitz card, but it doesn't draw you a card, so it's bad care of big brain. <laughs> You're right. It is only one card. I mean, when you think about it, it does die to Doomblade. So That's true. You shouldn't play it. Okay, next card. <laughs> We've got a hostile takeover. One blue, black, red for a sorcery. You're lying. It's two blue, black, red. It's important. Oh, I did lie. It's two blue, black, red. It's one blue, black, red in my heart, though. Um, okay. Two blue, black, red for a sorcery. <laughs> Up to one target creature has base power and toughness 1-1 one, one until end of turn. Up to one other target creature has base power and toughness 4-4 four, four until end of turn. Then it deals three damage to each creature. This is good. This card's pretty good. Yeah, it kills something for sure. And doesn't kill something for sure. Yeah. it's. I I'm in for it. It's a little awkward in certain matchups, but you'll know when to cite it out for those, I think. Yeah, the fact that you can always save one of your creatures and always kill one of your opponent's creatures is pretty awesome. I really like this. Yeah, so even in the situation where you're like, oh man, you would be a little bit down on board on this one, I think it's still like worth a slot in your deck. 
Yeah. Like, uh, if your opponent doesn't get, like, like if the deal three to all creatures isn't doing, like, anything to your opponent and this is just, like, single target removal, then yeah, it's not great. But if you're killing two or three creatures, life is good. Uh, yeah, what, what do we got next, Kerif? We got Incandescent Aria. It's a red, a green, and a white, and it's a sorcery. Uh, it is a rare, and it says Incandescent Aria deals 3 damage to each non-token creature. I don't know about this one. I don't know either. I'm trying to think of a, a weird world where there's, like, O4s and 2-4s in the Citizen's deck, and then you kinda get them. But it still doesn't kill everything. If you draw this late, I feel like it's really bad. Yeah. This card is very similar to the card we just looked at. It does deal three to all. But the power of that card was the fact that it could always at least kill one thing. Where yeah. this can sometimes just not do that. You can set it up, I do think, so that you never have a creature that takes damage from this. But the deck building restrictions on that do feel a little rough, especially in... Uh, Cabaretti, as it were. Yeah, because you you're gonna have some, like, dorks around that you don't want to just get blown up by this. That's the thing, right? I also think Grixis is better at building a control deck than Naya's gonna be. Yeah, that... You're right. You are correct. And I, I just don't think you're in the business for this in Naya, so... Okay. I think I'd call it, like, a low B. I think it's a C, C column. You're probably right. Okay. Uh, oh, boy. We got... Oh, man. It's Jetmere, the Nexus of Revels. <laughs> He's one red, green, white for a 5-4 legendary cat demon. Ooh, mm. cat demon. They're all Creatures you control. Yeah, yeah, they're they're all. You can tell the leaders of the the, the leader of the bunch from the uh, from the demon tag. Um, but yeah, he says your creatures you control have plus one plus O and have vigilance as long as you control three or more creatures. Creatures you control get plus one plus O and have trample as long as you control six or more creatures. And creatures you could creatures you control also get plus one plus O and have double strike as long as you control nine or more creatures. So somebody once described uh, this to me as a, uh, if you have nine creatures on the battlefield, you get an ember cleave for every creature. <laughs> obviously, that's the highest case. But it's overstated. Gives you creatures vigilance pretty much all the time. Yep. And I think there's value in that for sure. Yeah. No, I, I think this guy's good. Like, the Vigilance is good. The Trample... Like, once he's trampling, then he's really in the money. And then, yeah, if you get to double strike, the game's over. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that Halo Fountain text that was like, tap yeah, yeah. 10 creatures <laughs> you win the game? Yeah, yeah. Instead of 15 creatures, just have 9 and play Jetmere. Like, <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. You're right. Yeah, You're yeah. right. 
Um, yeah, this, this is, uh, yeah, this card's good. I, I think this card would pull me in denial. Like, uh, uh Jetmere is pretty strong. 100%. A column. Yeah, yeah. Who, who we got next? Oh, man, it's Ginny Fade, Jetmere second, and it's the slash Damn. card of the cycle. It's the green, <laughs> green, green, or red, green, green, or green, green, white. It's a legendary creature, Elf Druid. It's a rare. It's a 3-3. If you create one or more tokens, you may instead create that many 2-2 green cat creature tokens with haste or that many 3-1 green dog creature tokens with vigilance. Uh, yeah, this card's good because instead of making treasures, you can affect the board. <laughs> oh, that's so funny to me. But you're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the same thing we mentioned about the last one, where it's incredibly flexible, is true here. And yeah. Uh, and also, if you happen to be making citizens, you can upgrade them into cats or dogs. Like, yeah, this card's good. That's actually unvalued because of all the citizen text in the set. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. You know, yeah, that's true. Don't put this in your citizen deck. I, I probably <laughs> still put this in your citizen 100%, deck. hundred um, percent. There's there, there's good synergies all around. Uh, you'll you'll find yeah, yeah. There there's like the thing that makes a one one. There there's a billion things that make a one one citizen in green. So you're yeah. you're gonna do fine if you have this. Now now Carif, mm -hmm. what if I what if I got bootlegger stash and then my lands all tap to make two two cat tokens, Carif? All right. Well, in in the situation where you picked <laughs> bootlegger stash first because it's twenty dollars, then you can pick up Ginny Fay and try to live the dream, uh, <laughs> and then screen cap it for Reddit and yeah, then, yeah, and get karma. Yeah, yeah, but but but, <laughs> but yeah, this card's good. I, I think unless we run into one of these that just isn't good like these cards are going to be really really awesome first picks because yeah. they are so hyper flexible it's almost like having a colorless bomb almost yeah not almost. quite as flexible but pretty close yeah you still want to be the base color but yeah it's yeah still, it's still good yeah um oh boy we got uh lord vander the collector oh man he's four blue black red um for a six six legendary vampire demon noble <laughs> okay <laughs> when he enters the battlefield target opponent discards half the cards in their hand rounded down when he attacks, the defending player mills half their library rounded down. Oh, oh. goes with my cut the losses, Karif. You're right. Um, and when he dies, target opponent sacrifices half the non-land permanents they control rounded down. This will go really good in my Lord Xander the Collector commander deck, honestly. That's true. I refuse to play Commander with you if you're playing that deck anymore, Karif. I just want you to know. This card sucks in Commander. Everybody's everybody's complaining about it, but it literally only makes <laughs> one person mad. Only one yeah. person gets mad. Yo, no, this card sucks. Just fuck it. If you want to actually make people mad, just play fucking uh, Rhystic Study. I, I Yeah. In Limited, <laughs> I think that this card effectively has next to zero text. On a yeah. repeatable stick, the attack trigger and the Lord Zan or you know, 
and and the dice trigger is going to have some effect on the game or specifically the attack trigger of continuing to mill but you really need to be in a control deck to play this i still think it kind of pulls you towards it it's hey. a little tough because i don't know how well those decks stack up against aggro decks or even maestro's aggro decks but that's the issue, right, is I just don't think this guy, like, like he wins the attrition war, but I think he wins the attrition war in the same way cut your losses wins the attrition <laughs> war. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, like, he, he's better than cut your losses because he's a 6-6, six, six, but, um, but man, he really could use, like, flying or, like, lifelink or, like, something. something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um... Uh, yeah, um... Well, okay, you know, I, if you're struggling... Yeah. I'd take him for no, no. $3. If if he's more than $3, I'm taking him. He's currently committing at a hot 840, but once the commander players realize he sucks, he'll go back into dumpster prices, so... Alright, well, flip your copies now, folks. You heard it here first. Yeah, yeah, find your most gullible commander player near you to sell it to. <laughs> you can't be that um... mean to him. <laughs> it's okay they're not listening to the podcast Gareth. you're right we did call it a limited <laughs> podcast exactly we're, we're safe from the, the commander players raf D just don't tell them that i made fun of them okay okay <laughs> i swear on my life <laughs> yeah, thanks <man. laughs> oh what do we got next Gareth? all right we got maestro's ascendancy blue black red and it's an enchantment and it's a rare once during each of your turns you may cast an instant or sorcery spell from your graveyard by sacrificing a creature in addition to paying its other costs if a spell cast this way would be put into your graveyard exile it instead murder murders this is set. like the more playable cousin of arcane bombardment yeah, I I'm still a little worried because uh, so, uh, quick story. I played this at pre-release and I yeah. was having trouble blocking a lot of the time when I played this card. Yeah, and that is a real consideration because listen, expendable lackeys are great, but they do cost two mana, and once you're not getting the fish to block, it is a little sketchy if you're up against the a bit more of an aggro deck. It's still pretty good. I. I really wanted there to be, like, a, a dragon fodder or something in the set to make this card work. Currently, I don't think there yeah. is. And... Yeah, because... Yeah. It would be nice if there was a token maker that could be cast by this again, right? Yeah. Yeah, and there currently isn't except for join the maestros. And no, you... I don't, I don't <laughs> think you want to do that. I, I genuinely yeah, yeah. don't think that that's I, I won't be joining the maestros, no. <laughs> yeah. I think this card is probably bad. I think it's just bad. I think it's okay. Uh, you need to definitely have a specific build, though. You you want to have stuff that that makes a lot of tokens. I don't know how to do that, but if they're on creatures, that's fine. This card. I just don't think it's coming together. I'm giving it a C. I'll put it in the B column for now, but okay. Yeah, we we shall see. Uh, oh boy, we got the Maestro's Diabolist. He's a blue, a black, and a red for a 1-4 Vampire Warrior with Death Touch and Haste. 
and when he attacks, if you don't control a devil token, create a tapped attacking 1-1 devil creature token with when this dies, deal 1 damage to any target. This card's pretty sweet. I have yeah. played it and played against it. It is good. It's yeah, it seems good. Um, one four hate or one four death touch is really obnoxious to attack into. This and like fucks up the citizen decks. By the way, like it fucks believe it. them up. Anything, yeah, that's just trying to attack with a bunch of like two twos and three threes is like crying when this thing shows up. Yeah, and you're you're dead. Yeah, you're you're pretty much dead at that point. It's it's just good. And the devil dies into casualty spells, but you probably knew that already. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a cute interaction, yeah. Uh, yeah. it's good. Uh put it in your Grixis deck. Probably pulls you to Grixis when you open it. I genuinely think this pulls you into Grixis. This this card's a bit too good to to not notice. Yeah, th this is the real Maestro's leader. Ignore Lord Vander. This is the real homie. Yeah. A column. Oh. I guess. oh my god. Oh man, we got a heater for you, Kareth. Oh my god. Do I have to read this? Yeah, it's oh. a deal. I might want to put in my limited deck, Kareth. Oh, okay, meeting at the five <laughs> is three in Wooberg, <laughs> sorcery, and then it's an. That mythic. mythic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exile the top ten cards of your library. You can cast spells with exactly three colors from among them this turn. <laughs> and all the rest is trinket text, but if you you can you add double Wooberg, and then you can spend this mana only to cast spells with exactly three colors. Hey Kareth. What? what wasn't it neat when we got the five color mythic card last set that was actually castable and had a good effect on the game yeah i do remember that so there are <laughs> one <laughs> I, I i genuinely think there's only one card in every single color combo that is castable with this spell at common and you can only yeah. cast one to two of them off of this thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, last time, last set, we got a payoff in five color that was like, man, this card is sick. This time, if you get Wooberg, you get a uh, bad apex of power. That's what I wanted. Wooberg. You get more yeah. Wooberg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is to go even further beyond. Yeah. Um, the hardest, like, this. It, of all the cards we've talked about, please don't put this one in your deck. <laughs> uh, Man, what's it yeah. like having a curse from Slay the Spire in your limited Magic the Gathering deck? Director? <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> me when the Spire gets slayed. Aw, uh, well, it, it looks and like wow. I got all the Planeswalkers, Kareth. Wow, what a... Wow, I can't believe I had to read Beating of the Five, and you had to read this. You get to read this, Jesus. <laughs> They're pretty equivalent cards, actually, Kareth. Um, right. You've got Omnix the Adversary. He's one black red for a three loyalty legendary Planeswalker, Nixilis. Um... <laughs> He's got he's got casualty X, the copy that the, the, this the, the the copy isn't legendary and has starting loyalty X. So basically, you sack a creature, 
and you get an extra Obnixilis with loyalty equal to its power. Um, and Obnixilis has plus one. Each opponent loses two life unless they discard a card. If you control a demon or devil, you gain two life. He minuses two to create a 1-1 one, one devil creature token with whenever it dies, it deals one damage to any target. And then he minus seven for target player, draws seven cards, and lose seven life. Uh, yeah, it's gross. Um, <laughs> oh god! This card is horrifying and constructed, and somehow more horrifying and limited. <laughs> somehow? I understand exactly why it's horrifying and limited. It's because you have, have to kill two planeswalkers. <laughs> and one of them might have, like, six loyalty. <laughs> yeah. One of them might like, have six loyalty. Honestly, I expect it to be around, like, two. But if that... Listen, if you're getting a devil token and then gaining two life and then asking them to do a punisher effect and they have to attack two separate planeswalkers on their next turn or face it again, like, yeah, that's... No, how are they gonna beat that it's on three like it, I, I don't know how you beat this card if your opponent casts it on turn three i think you just cry it's the strategy i don't um, know how you beat this card at any point in the game honestly unless you're like i mean if your opponent behind. if you, yeah if you're behind enough on board just making two devil tokens isn't gonna save your ass you know you're right but, but you have to be really far behind for this card not to just be like well it's over yeah. like the neat thing about this is it just comes down and drains for four immediately. So, like, if your opponent's at four or less life, this card just ends the game. Um, and imagine the board stall, though, and you randomly have, like, seven <laughs> power on board. You can just alt one immediately to either hit your opponent for seven damage because it can target your opponent, or to just draw seven cards. Like More, more, more Dreg Mangler moments yeah i guess yeah yeah like yeah if you have like he he now bursts for nine if you happen to have seven power on board um yeah card is probably the biggest bomb in the set um probably truly horrifying uh i really hope to never match into somebody with this card big a big a yeah a um big scary uh yeah, yeah. I get to chief. read more terrible shit. <laughs> what do you mean? This card's a great character. <laughs> we got Obscura Ascendancy. We got white, blue, black for an enchantment at rare. When you, whenever you cast a spell, if its mana value is equal to one plus the number of soul counters on Obscura Ascendancy, put a soul counter on Obscura Ascendancy, then create a two-two white spirit creature token with flying. As long as there are five or more soul counters on Obscura Ascendancy. Spirits you control get plus three, plus three. What was that shitty card from Hour of Devastation called again? Impending Disaster, I want to say. Impending Doom? That was yeah. Mono Red. Yeah, yeah. Imagine imagine Impending Doom, but you have to play three colors. <laughs> Alright, I'm mad right now. <laughs> I'm just mad. Like, okay, you got, you got Obscure Ascendancy, and then what? You play... I, I guess you, you just have to have so many things line up when you have this card in your hand and you never want to do it right like how many one drops do you have to play in order to make this like good i think if my deck was entirely one two and three drops this card would be good maybe but i'm not doing that in obscure. they've got a seven mana dumb angel like 
this card is strong if you play it and then like untap and play a one drop and a two drop. However, that's just not happening. Yeah, I I, I fear that moment, but I genuinely like, somebody's don't. going to do this to you and you're going to cry about it. Um, yeah, I'll, it's I'll going to be gravely upsetting. Go cry on Twitter, but I don't know, like. No, 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 no. If I, mean, but, if I spent Esper for two, two, two flyers, I'm happy. I don't know about that, honestly. Like, because the time this flyers, sits, pretty good. yeah, the time this sits in your hand, I think it's not great. right. That's the thing, right? Um, it's going to sit in your hand and not do the thing like a lot, and it's also gonna like you're gonna see it in your opener and be like. Man, I could play my one drop on turn one and my two drop on turn two, but then my Obscura and is easy to do nothing when I play it on turn three. So I guess I better hold them. <laughs> and then you end up having to play your two, and then you... Like, I, I can see situations I... where this is good, right? If you're going to lose to this and cry about it, then maybe you should play it in your deck, but I I don't know. Like, don't. Like, so, so, like, I, won't. I see a game... Look, I, I see a deck where you, like, Shattered Seraph on two to fix your mana, play this on three, and, like, you've got, like, Expendable Lackeys and, like, some two drops, and, like, I think there- I, I think this deck- this card might actually be a low B Carif. I think there's, like, a deck that wants it, but it's very, like, it's very niche. Okay, well, agree to disagree. How about that right now? I'm going to try it out sometime, basically, is what I'm getting at, Gareth. I'm going to try to force Obscura Ascendancy and really hope somebody else opens a second copy so I have two of them. Uh, (laughs) Okay. And it's going to be mediocre. (laughs) Um, But yeah. I want to be in the pod that you're doing that. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, that's fair. You know, when I go O three, it's it'll be funny. Um, okay. Next up, we got Obscura Interceptor. Man, what is this football? Um, one white, blue, black for a uh, three one Cephaloid wis- Wizard, not Whisperer. Cephaloid wis- Wizard, um, yeah. <laughs> Flash and Lifelink. And when it enters the battlefield, it connives. When it connives this way, return up to one target spell to its owner's hand. <laughs> okay. You gotta That's see really this funny. picture. You gotta see this picture. Because, okay. so, one of the first packs I opened at my LGS in Salt Lake City, yeah. where I was born, yeah. Uh, yeah. I opened up a Mind Reaver, and there's the guy's, like, you know, the guy who's reaving the mind, right? You've got the guy who's reaving, but there's also the guy in the mirror who's, like, kind of screaming, but it's not really clear whether or not. And everybody, you know, is saying that, like, yo, that guy's mind is getting reaved so hard right now. Because, <laughs> like, what the fuck is a reave? What, what does mind reaving even mean? The guy's got the same look on his face. As the mi- a funny Mind Reaver card. So this card's obviously, like, going up in value for me in Limited already. But then we have an entire extra, like, pretty good effect on a spell to go along with it. I, I think this card is good, because you can cast it on four, and it's supposed to be cast on four. And you will tempo them out to an obnoxious degree when you do. So... Yeah, I, I think that this card yeah. actually pulls me a lot into Obscura. 
This reminds me of the dumb shark from Ikoria that, like, just countered a creature and was fucking massive. Oh, yeah. I remember that, fella. That card was the worst. You were, like, <laughs> playing a fair game of magic, and then the giant shark showed up, and you're like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this is the giant shark of this set. Yeah, when... B before the days when LSV told everybody that cycling was the best deck... I the remember the good days. Yeah, the shark really the giant, fucked us up. Man, that that was so much fun until people realized cycling exists. Yeah, voracious great shark. That guy was a homie. <laughs> I loved voracious great shark. Oh, I'm sad Dude, about that. That still. Everybody needs to look at the art so you can see the guy's face. You need to see this man's face. He's getting intercepted I, I like fucking mad. Born of the Gods was such a terrible set that I literally didn't remember this card existed, Sheriff. But he does have good art. <laughs> it was in foil too. It was a foil mind reaver. A foil mind reaver. God, what a shitty set. Born of the Gods. You, you want you want to reave a mind so hard that they never play Magic again. Uh, okay. Truly beautiful. All right. Uh, next up. Oh, this we, is you, Kara. Yeah. What do we I got? Agnes the Dragon Slash, and it's one, and it's the slash red card. So red, black, red, 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 or sorry, red, black, red, 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 green, or red, red, red. <sighs> For a legendary creature. Oh, it's a Viashino Warrior. It's it's a green Viashino Drafter. Oh, is it lime green? No, he's dead. But anyways. That's true. He's, yeah, <laughs> Agnes has got uh, haste. And uh, whenever a creature you control with haste attacks, create a tapped treasure token, and it's a 3-3. Three, three. And this card, unsurprisingly, is very good. It does seem pretty good. I'm not sure... It's probably just good, right? Because um, you get the tapped treasure token with her the first turn. And then, yeah, yeah. if you had anything with haste just lying around, right... It doesn't that need to be attacking on the first turn in order for it to get the haste effect right. Notably, anything you blitz will get a treasure token as well. That's pretty hot, honestly. Yeah, that that might make that. that I think that makes the difference for me. The fact that you just blitz things and make treasure is pretty sick. This All lets right, you yeah. double spell it's a good. lot more than you would otherwise. I, do. I think this one's a little less exciting than the other two, though. Like, I, I think Ginny Fay and Evelyn are a little stronger than this. I, I still think it's a pretty pretty big A, and I I think I'd... I don't think I'd take this over the other two if they were somehow in the same pack, but I'd take this probably over most of the commons and, and uncommons in the set. It's like, really lot. embarrassing if you play this guy and your opponent just can kill it in combat. Sure, sure. That, that's my biggest concern with it, right? I like, suppose, yeah. Four mana, three, three haste with ETB make a tapped treasure doesn't sound very good to me. Uh, but it, it does stuff on other hasters, right? And that that, that does... That's, I think that's what pushes more. it, right? Is yeah. that sometimes, if it's sitting around, you can just blitz some boys in and, like, and it does things. So yeah, I'm here for it. Okay. I do think it's an A. Cool. All right. All right. Ooh, boy. We got the Park Heights Pegasus. Mm. Green and a white for a 2-1 with flying and trample. 
and when it deals combat damage to a player, draw a card if you had two or more creatures enter the battlefield under your control this turn. Uh, good did stats and abilities for mana costs. Did you say I it's like a 2-1? It. I can't remember. Yeah, it's a 2-1. Yeah, 2-1 Fly and Trample. Okay. Uh, don't force the green-white citizens deck as hard as I have been trying to force it. Because it has <laughs> diminishing returns. This will come around to you, I think. The Pegasus? Yeah, I can... If it doesn't wheel, or, like, you know... If this is in your pack one... I genuinely don't think you want to try to force this archetype. I, it just... What if you just take it and, like, plan to play Naya, but maybe green-white if it works out? I guess it's pretty good in that case. Yeah, I, I guess you're right. Uh, it, it, it does come down pretty early in the decks that want things to come down early. And then yeah. makes you even more drawing when those things come down early. I think just a 2-mana two 2-1 two flying is also, like, it's not the best card in the world, but I think they're pretty reasonable. Yeah, the other thing is that, like, once again, with all of these, their value goes down a little bit for me because they want to come down on turn 2. This one's a little different. There's a lot of flyers Maybe this... in this set, and 2-1 is kind of might... tough, but... You might be right that this is a B, though, not an A. Yeah, sure. I think I can see it being a B. I'll genuinely uh, continue that. to say this is pack one, pick three. Like, pack one, pick two. Okay, pick sure, sure. All right, sure, sure. All right, Kara, well, what do we got next? All right, we got Rafine Scheming Seer, and it's uh, Wub. W-U-B. Wub. Yeah, and it's a legendary creature. Oh, it's the Sphinx Demon, and oh, it's baby. mythic, and it's a 1-4. Ooh, uh-oh. And it's got flying and ward one. Whenever you attack, target attacking creature connives X. Where X is the number of attacking creatures. Yeah. Yeah? This is pretty powerful. <laughs> Whenever you attack, so this doesn't have to attack. Yeah. Yeah. Duh, right? Even if you... Also, it can, it can just rumble in and become large, like... Sure, yeah, and even if you're just, like, sitting there with a dumb obscure initiate or whatever, whatever you have lying yep. around, if a fish gets in, you get yeah, to connive you one. get to connive. This is like yeah. that dumb aura on steroids. It's great. Yeah, this card's great. Um, take it. Easy A. Yeah, easy A. Take it. It'll push you into Obscura. Good card. Good card, good card. So far, the only leader that sucks is Xander. Commander players have bad taste confirmed. Um, Commander players, <laughs> I genuinely think, didn't read the card, but... Well, I don't know. Yeah. That's pretty mean. Commander the, the, the commander players can't handle reading comprehension above soaring, so. Wow. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a little too mean. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Next up, we got Rigo, Streetwise Mentor. Aw, oh, man. Now I have to explain the slash card. So we've got a green-white hybrid, a white, and a white-blue hybrid. For a 2-2 legendary creature, Cat Citizen goes in the Citizen deck, Kara. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, when he enters the battlefield, he's got a shield counter. Oh, baby. And whenever you attack a player or planeswalker with one or more creatures with power, one or less, draw a card. This card is actually kind of sick. Yeah. Uh, you, all your citizens are 1-1s, one except when you play the Lord. But until then, this card <laughs> is very good. 
all the fishes are that. So if you're in white blue, this card still slaps. Uh, yeah, imagine your fishes just get in there. Your fishes just now draw cards. It's pretty yeah. sick. Not only does your expendable lackey draw cards, your fishes draw cards. This guy is just amazing. Easy yeah. A. Um, yeah. This guy's awesome. First pick him, feel excited about it. It's Ooh, a good yeah. day. All right, what got, do we got next, Gareth? Oh, man, I'm getting all the shitty Ascendancies now. <laughs> we got Riveteer's Ascendancy. It's a black, a red, and a green, and an enchantment. Uh, it's a rare. Whenever you sacrifice a creature, you may return target creature card with lesser mana value from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped. Do this only once each turn. Mm, do you want the value. Be, Do you want to be doing this in the Blitz deck? Uh, it sounds like a lot of do like I don't think I want to be playing three mana do nothing in the blitz deck is problem. Okay, cool. Well, in that case, I think it's just okay to call this card like not great. Uh, yeah, you could you could casualty I, maybe. I think it does too much nothing for me to put it in my deck. Sure, sure, and you don't really want to be sacking big creatures. I guess if you have some auxiliary sacrifice effects in black then maybe it'll get you a little bit of value but it doesn't pull me into the colors at all like it's easy to dream big with this card but i just feel like it's not going to actually work out you were literally the person saying obscure ascendancy was gonna be like so incredible and is gonna actually I, I said it was going to be mildly playable in one incredibly niche deck <laughs> that you were going I, to draft I, yeah because it's funny and bad okay. um i think rimitier's ascendancy might actually fall into the same league where it's gonna go into a funny bad deck that doesn't actually work out <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay that that's solid c maybe low b yeah it's not the worst card in the world you can put in your deck if you're built around it yeah, yeah. You probably want. It's probably better than Obscure Ascendancy. Yeah, you want to be like in the Kaldaya, be into Kaldaya, Strong Arm, and then some people below it that are also Blitzers. Yeah, the Strong Arm bringing back like in like bringing back uh, somebody. Yeah, Jockey, yeah. And Plasma get... Jockey, right? There we go. Plasma Jockey. No, he's a four drop. Yeah, and Kaldaya is a five. Oh right, Kaldai is a five. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, you're doing it. Yeah, you just, just, yeah, you got, you just, just, just do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool, cool. All right, next card. Yeah, a good deck. Uh, scheming fence. Man, I hate when my fence starts to betray me. Um, <laughs> white and a blue for a two-three human citizen. When he enters the battlefield, you may choose a non-land permanent. You can't, uh, the activate abilities of the chosen permanent can't be activated, <laughs> and the, this guy gains all of the abilities, and you can spend any mana to activate those abilities, so notably he can't gain loyalty abilities, so no becoming of Nixilis. <laughs> you hate to see it. It's tragic. It's this guy was the dream answer to of Nixilis, but alas. Yeah. It's overstated, <laughs> but no. Uh... Uh, well, you're not doing anything with it, right? That's the thing. There is so little that you are doing with this uh, that is cool and worth it. Genuinely. Yeah. Uh, 
I think if I was already in blue-white, I would, like, not hate... Well, two mana, two, three is not the worst. So if you are already in blue-white, you can pick him up and he will be mediocre. Yeah. Like a, like a 20th, yep. probably. Yeah, yeah. I'd call him, like... Yeah, so, so real gamers will have him uh, target a treasure token. That is very true. But it doesn't even affect all of their treasure tokens. So nope, it's just, just just the one. <laughs> yeah, you get them, and then you can sack him for mana care if that's where you really get them. Man, that really is value when you think about it. <laughs> I'm gonna give him a low B. Yeah, nah, yeah, low B. Low B. Call him B. All right. What what do we got next, Kareth? Oh, Soul of Emancipation, foreign bant. Mm -hmm. Brokers, green, white, blue, <laughs> creature avatar. It's a rare, it's a 5 7. And Ooh. when Soul of Emancipation enters the battlefield, destroy up to three other target non land permanents. For each of those permanents, its controller creates a 3 3 white angel creature token with flying. Pretty epic. Yup. You are going to destroy your own things with this and gain 12 worth of power on the board. Yeah, I mean, if your opponent has something truly horrifying, it can also get rid of that, which is a nice upside, but you're mostly targeting your own things. Wait, no, it's 14 worth of damage. What? Like, yeah, no, it's 14 damage. Nine of it's flying. Yeah. What, what you is can, this like, kill it. This also, like, converts your treasures into 3-3s, three which is pretty epic, like... That's true. I feel like in that case... There, there's some cases where that's important, but there, there's a fair amount of the time where... You're casting Soul of Emancipation, and you've already spent treasures to do it. I mean, yeah. Look, you'll just take your three shittiest things and turn them into three three flyers. Yeah. And if your opponent's played a funny bomb, if your opponent's played Obnixilus, you turn him into an angel. Yeah. <laughs> Who needs lands when you've got angels, really? Well, you can't turn your lands into angels. Oh, shit. Well, never mind, but... Still, blow up your own stuff. It's still good. good. Yeah, like, good. yeah, yeah. Blow up your own stuff. It would, it, 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 Terastodon, this is not, but I think it's actually notable. Like, I would rather have the utility of being able to kill my opponent's funny bomb. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. No, this, this is good. Put it in your deck. I think this pulls you into ban. Like, I, I open this, I'm going into ban. Yeah, this is like a very controlling ban card, but it, yeah, it, it definitely... But it's powerful. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like, the only card that's more of a payoff for hitting 7 mana is Titan of Industry. Like, <laughs> and this is close to that. Um, alright, next up we've got Tola's the Clever Conductor. Mm. Uh, it's gonna be a white-blue hybrid, a blue and a blue-black hybrid for a 3-1 human rogue. Mm. When it enters the battlefield, it connives... Whenever you discard one or more cards, exile them from your graveyard. And when it dies, you put the cards exiled with it into your hand. Yeah, it's pretty good. So when you connive, you just continue to connive, and then, boom, you've got yep. counters, and you can get them back when this person pops, right? Yep. Yeah, a 4-2 is pretty aggressive. Like, your opponent can't just take that hit. They're going to have to let you take the cards eventually. Yeah, exactly. And in the case where you play, uh... Re... Re... 
What the hell is her name? Their name? Who is Rafine? Rafine's informant or whatever. Yeah, the, yeah. The Rafine's two informant. You just yeah, slap yeah, yeah. two of these down. Yeah, yeah. After you've cast to lose, and then she's like technically drawn you three cards. Baboom. You yep. know? You're winning. It's pretty. Pr- it's pretty sick. Yeah, I'm yeah. here for it. Uh, another easy A. A column. Um, yeah, another easy A column. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do we got next, Gareth? Unleash the Inferno for one black, red, green. And it's an instant. It's a rare. Unleash the Inferno deals seven damage to target creature planeswalker. It's an instant, by the way. When it deals excess damage this way, destroy target artifact or enchantment and opponent controls with mana value less than or equal to the amount of excess damage. <laughs> um, no. Murder, but you pave a treasure token? Sometimes. Uh, oh man, one for one removal is good, and I will always be mad that it's good. But I I don't know. Do you want to first pick this? Like it's it's pretty tough I don't to think cast. So. Okay. I think I think I'd put it in my Jund deck, but I wouldn't like be pulled into Jund for this. I think it's just like I think it's like good uncommon level. Sure, sure. Like I I think Riveteer's charm is better than this card. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. One, one for one removal ain't what it used to be. Market in well, the that's just because they have better one for one removal and uncommon. Yeah. Also, also it costs Jund, which is important, and Riveteer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, speaking of one for one removal, Kareth, um, <laughs> can I introduce you to Void Rend? Yeah. Uh, white, blue, black for an instant. This spell can't be countered. Destroy target non land permanent. I mean, destroy target non land permanents better. Yep, and it's only three mana, which is pretty epic. That's true. It is basically a four mana spell. I, eh. The things that you kind of want to kill with this are like seven, so yeah, sure. Sometimes you just need to one for one, right? Sometimes you just yeah. need to. Would, I still don't know if I would splash this card. Would this pull you into Esper? I don't think so. I think it's a very strong card like in Esper, but... I don't think it's notably worse than murder enough, or notably better than murder enough that I'm like, yeah. Sure. Okay. Then, sure. It's it's in the B column. Yeah, high B. Yeah, sure. What do we got next? Oh, lots of text. Zetora, the incinerator. Zetora, mm-hmm. whatever you want to do. Zetora, the incinerator, or something. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> legendary creature demon dragon uh mm. yeah it's mythic it's a six six it's a flying it's at the beginning of your end step you make sacrifice another creature when you do jatora the incinerator deals damage equal to that creature's power to any target and you create three treasure tokens oh Ain't good oh okay you don't create tokens equal to the power you just create three yeah, you just make three. Huh. Oh man, Prosh the Saint. Uh, no, it's it's still very good. Like like you fling yeah. and then you kill him. 
I played against this at pre-release. It just like flung a four power creature at me, and I was staring like I, I was like at like fifteen. It like flung a four power creature at me. I was at eleven, and I'm like, well, fuck. Now if I don't kill this next turn, it's gonna bash me for six, and then <laughs> I'm gonna get another creature flung at me, and I'm gonna die. <laughs> oh yeah, at the beginning of your end step. That's that's a pretty funny yep. line of text that it, I read and then didn't comprehend. It it immediately flings something at you. Or at one of your creatures, if it's more pertinent, and then is a six-six flyer, which is fucking scary. <laughs> and then it, and then it can just finish you off after it smacks you. It's very scary, very okay. strong. Okay, yep, I would play Riveteers every day for this. Yeah, uh, 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 the 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 leaders are all good except for Xander. Throw Xander in the dumpster. Keep all the rest of them. Okay. Okay. And the final multicolored card, Karif, it's Zytora's Envoy. One black, red, green for a 5-4 trampling Viachino Warrior. It's another green Viachino, Karif. Oh, shit. Um, And then, like, eight lines of text. Uh, When it deals combat damage to a player, look at the top card of your library. You may play a land from the top of your library or cast a spell with mana value less than or equal to the damage dealt from the top of your library without paying its mana cost. If you don't, put that card into your hand. And it's got Blitz for two black, red, green. They barely fit that Blitz in there, care if it's just like wedge right at the bottom. Oh my god. So, so yeah, it's a four mana five four trample that draws you a card when you hit your opponent, but sometimes like it just free casts it, it's good. Drafter literally played this against this earlier when we were playing Magic Arena on his computer, and yeah, yeah. neither of us knew what it did, and then after yep. we read it, it still took us, like, a couple seconds. <laughs> this card is prime. Why is there so much fucking card text on my Magic card? Get it out of here. Just say draw a card or something. I know it's got to be a rare, but it come just on. Cheated, it just cheated into play. I don't care. Just slap that bad boy into play. Yeah. You can slap your fucking nine drop into play. You earned it. <laughs> just, 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 you know what? Just, just, just flip cards equal to the amount of damage you dealt. That would be fun. They've done dumber stuff like this before, like the exert creature from Iron Cat. Yeah, yeah. He just slapped anybody from the hand into play. Yeah, Wizards is cowards. Slaps, Should just let me slap anything into play. Slap sandworms. Let me slap sandworms. Jesus. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's good. I don't know if it's worth play, like going into Jund if you pack one, pick one this, but... It's pretty gross. It is pretty gross. Yeah, okay. Also, all of these big blitz cards just say, oh, my opponent's at 10 life and I have a mild board state. Well, this is probably pushing it over the tide because it has haste and is okay. bashing them. <laughs> uh, yeah, anytime you see like a random 5 power creature with haste, it's like a lethal alert moment. <laughs> <laughs> um well we made it through multicolor uh we've got a couple colorless cards what do we got first Kerif? okay we've got the getaway car it's uh mm. three mana for an artifact vehicle uh it's rare it's mm. a four three it's got crew one so crew is did we go over this I, I don't think we did, but we're already too late I, in it to go over it. Anyway, yeah, so. dri- driving cars is, like, pretty... Like, that's that's evergreen mechanic, Kerif. Anyways, 
Whatever getaway <laughs> car attacks or blocks, return up to one target creature that crewed it this turn to its owner's hand. Yeah. I mean, I'm a little biased for this card because we we just drafted a deck where it's really fun because we got a bunch of backup agents and then you bounce the backup agents with the getaway car and it's really funny. Um, <laughs> I, I did actually, before the review, like do a little bit of looking into the set and seeing the stuff I want to bounce with the backup, with, with the, the getaway car. Um, Corrupt Court Official was pretty gross. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, um, there was one other one that I noticed, and I'm like, yeah, this is notably good. Like, you can do Exhibition Magician with it, it's pretty good. Um, you want to do think the lower cards... creatures with this, right? You want to do lower creatures. Yeah. yeah. You can also, like, bounce your Blitz creatures. Like, you could, like, call Dia Strong Arm as a Blitz, put the counters down, and then bounce them to your hand. That's a little weird. You kind of paid five mana for two counters. Well, only four mana. That's still so you like can not use the blitz cost going rate, right? Well, it's repeatable though. The going rate, you know, it's when you think of it as like a buyback effect, Gareth. Mm, okay. You didn't expend the card. What if it? Yeah, it's two counters and a card, but you can do it forever, Gareth. I don't know about the it's blitz. Infinite. <laughs> it's probably a little cute. I think this card is a fun build around, but it does have the issue it's a 4-3 and has to get into combat, and sometimes they, they, uh, they, 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 they smash your headlights, you know? Uh-huh. It does have haste. It does. And yeah, some, that, that's the nice thing, is the first time it shows up, you might catch him on unawares and you just get him. <laughs> True. It's fun. I think it's probably a B. Yeah, sure. It's cute. It's fun. It's novel. Okay. Put it in the fun deck where it's build around. Sure. Luxior. Uh, Giada's Gift. One. Giada would never. Uh, otherwise known as the sword Elspeth gets in the story centered around Elspeth. That's true. Elspeth conquers <laughs> drugs. Legendary artifact equipment. It's uh, mythic. Equipped creature yeah. gets plus one plus one for each counter on it. Equipped permanent isn't a planeswalker and is a creature in addition to its other types. And loyalty abilities can still be activated. And it equips on a planeswalker for one. And it equips for three on everything else. Oh, this is bad. Don't put it in your limited deck. Ugh, God. How much is this card right now? I'm like that guy taking the Tarmogoyf, you know? I, I gotta know. It's 18 bucks. Oh, God. Okay. Well, you know what? It's an A, but don't put it in your deck. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Money drafted, never take it. Well, I don't know. The worst kicks on Modo. Worst... No, it is. I... I think, right? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, how do you even figure out how much things are worth on Modo? Uh, I use GoatBots. Not sponsored. Never will be, unfortunately. Probably. Uh, like 12 ticks or something? I don't know. Let me see Luxio. It's probably... My money draft it or something. Yo, yeah. it's... Okay, so it's it's $7 when you sell it. Or 7 That's yeah, better than a poke in the eye. Take it. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably take oh. it, too. I don't feel confident yeah, yeah, enough you my could... drafting abilities to actually like win drafts, so... You can put put it in your your Urza saga. You can put it in. I I will tell you, 
it is gonna go in my Atraxas Super Friends deck. <laughs> You're right. You're absolutely right. There are not enough counters in the world for us to want to put this on a creature. And sure, if by some miracle the person next to you has not rare drafted and you have pulled a knob Nixilis, you're fucking winning. But congratulations. <laughs> I really want to see someone slap this on a Planeswalker Limited. That would be really funny. Sure, yeah. It'll happen, uh... Drafter. It'll... When you go to sleep tonight, have good dreams of putting Luxie or Giada's gift on your Rob Nixilis. That would be beautiful. I'll dream of that. Oh, and the last colorless rare, it's the unlicensed hearse. The two-mana vehicle with crew two. It has tap, exile, up to two target cards from a single graveyard. Drat, my commander dreams are ruined. <laughs> um... And its power and toughness are equal to the number of cards exiled with it. I don't know, Chief. What do, what do you think? I think this card's good. I don't think it scales as well as you probably want it to. Because you do have to have cards in the graveyard. But if you yep. just cast in source, instant or sorcery at some point, just exile it. It gets pretty big, honestly. If it's a 5-5, five, five, it's pretty chunky, right? Yeah, and I think it gets to a 5-5 five, five a fair amount of the time, and you just don't crew it until then, right? Like, Yeah. It's just a... I still think it's, like, a middling playable, though. I, I think it's good. Also, it's, like, four ticks on Magic Online, <laughs> which is crazy. <laughs> we were just talking about oh, Yeah, when in doubt, money draft. Um, like, like, there's no shame in money drafting. Uh, you, you know... Gotta gotta get those free draft values, you know. Resell your cards. Don't play constructed. Um, <laughs> actually, probably play Pioneer because there's dank tournaments coming to uh, Georgia near you. But yeah, yeah. All right, and I think we're just and gonna then, conquer all of these in one fell swoop. We've got yeah, the yeah. Trilands from Acoria. They're all the three yeah. colors of the uh, houses or yep. whatever they're called. The families. You know, my biggest issue with the Triomes and Ikoria Karif was how boring their names were. And now that they've got really catchy names like Zytora's Proving Grounds and Spara's Headquarters, I'm going to remember them much better. Yeah, and they're going to be able to be reprinted in a lot of sets to come. That's that's really that's important. That's true. Uh, that's, that's really good. It's also got Cycling 3, by the way. So all these enter tech, yeah. <laughs> they've got all the three land types, they got Cycling 3. Land types don't matter. Uh, until you, like, you know, play the, I don't know, play, play the better, the, the, the better constructed formats. I, I disagree about them being better. The, well, the better ones of the constructed formats. That, that's fair. Cycling 3, if it's in, if it's in your colors, play them. <laughs> I saw somebody play one, an off-color one and just played it, and... Don't don't do it. But yeah, listen, you can money draft them. I, I yeah, yeah. live your own life. Not like not like five to ten bucks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the old ones um, from the are like fifteen right now, so that's pretty chill. Yeah. Hey, hey Karif. What? If you if you open a Rafine's Tower or a Spara's Headquarters, I need it for my uh, my attracts uh, uh, the Commander deck. So can you <laughs> let me know so we can we can trade? hundred percent. Do you want the Borderless? Can I keep the normals? Uh, I I want the um I want the regular edition, but in foil, Karif, with the Planeswalker symbol on it. 
uh, gold silver planeswalker symbol. I like the planeswalker symbol. Okay. You know what? I will look out for those. Thanks. It's for my Atraxa Super Friend deck, if I didn't mention. Yeah, I'll, I got you on that one. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> uh, well... It's the I, end of our... Uh, it's the end of the set, you know? Well, other than, like, the 80, 70 billion alt arts, but those don't exist on Magic Arena, so... And they kind of don't exist on Magic Online, either. I play in paper, too. I'm not just a weird moto gamer that's a boomer. Yeah. Yeah, I also attempt to play in paper when I find the time, but, you know, it's, it's hard to get out there, you know? I'm going to go play paper tomorrow, and by tomorrow I mean Friday the 30th. That's true. So, uh, yeah, I think it's time to wait, wrap Wait, no, it up. Friday's the 29th, Care if we've rolled over. Holy shit, it's been a while. <laughs> All right, let's see how long this recording section actually is, just for the viewers at home who already know. Okay, it's only yeah, been yeah. a solid three hours, so that's pretty good. I bet we can, you can do a little trim and get it down to two and a half hours. Maybe cut some of my rants about a track super. No, we're keeping most <laughs> of those. I'll probably cut a couple of the commander ones, but or that's just like fair. making fun I, of commander I, as a whole. I did did roast the commander players a little too hard. <laughs> but <laughs> yes, uh, that's it, and hopefully for the foreseeable future with this podcast we will be doing hour and a half episodes <laughs> it's okay <laughs> you know uh, but yeah you know if you have any comments or you know things to say about the podcast you know any improvements we could have or anything hit us up on whatever way to contact us Kareth puts in the show notes actually two limited nerds not any good but we'll try to be. Yeah, yeah. And literally spend money to go to Georgia to be bad at magic. I am That's excited. true. Okay. Uh, I'm Kareth Wins, also known as Josh. Uh, you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv uh, backslash Kareth underscore wins. I don't play a lot of magic at the moment. But if you want to hang out and say hi, then feel free. Yeah, and I'm a drafter demon. You can also call me Alex. Uh, I'm also found on Twitch, but less often at the same uh, at drafter demon. You know, um, you can also uh, you can also find me in Kara's Twitch chat pretty frequently. So you know, you can usually find the two of us in similar locations. But yeah, reach out. You know, let let us know what you think. So and next week will be first impressions, I suppose, of the format. And I'll yeah, yeah. talk about a bunch of other funny stuff that I got blown out by, for sure. <laughs> we'll have some great takes, undoubtedly. And I get to make fun of Kareth when there's enough 17 landings data to prove that patch-up is bad. I lost a patch-up earlier today. I lost to the- that was in the Chromecat <laughs> deck. This fucking Chromecat deck, dude. I swear <laughs> to God. Alright, I think that's it. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, listen back soon. Thank you so much.